proceed any further. It means Luton Borough Council has to find spaces in existing schools for pupils that had chosen to go there. An inquest begins today into the death of a man during his arrest in High Wycombe nearly seven years ago. 39-year-old Habib Ola was being searched by police in a car park when he went into cardiac arrest. Doctors carrying out a post-mortem later found a package of cocaine in his throat. The Australian journalist Peter Grester is on his way home after being released from prison in Egypt. His two Al Jazeera colleagues remain in prison. His brother Andrew says Peter's thoughts were with them. Straight up, he's not going to um, forget his two other colleagues. There's no doubt that um, his uh, excitement is is tempered and... and um restrained and, and will be until those guys are free. So he's not, he won't give up um, until Beher and Mohammed are out of there either. David Cameron will today say that thousands of underperforming schools could be forced to become an academy. But the move could put him at odds with the unions. Here's our education correspondent, Gillian Hargreaves. In uncompromising language, David Cameron will warn that any future Conservative government will, in his words, wage war on mediocrity, saying teachers who deliver just enough aren't good enough. If the Conservatives win power at the next election, schools which appear to be coasting and never improving risk being taken over by a more successful head teacher, local school or an academy chain. An elderly person has died after a flu outbreak at a care home in Bedfordshire. Relatives are being advised not to visit Mulberry Court Care Home in Luton. Ewan Duncan reports. There have been 11 confirmed cases of influenza among elderly residents at the Mulberry Court Care Home in Watermead Road. Public Health England said tests are being carried out to confirm whether four others have contracted flu. A PHE spokesperson said there have been eight deaths at the care home, but seven of these aren't related to flu, only one is. In sport, it's transferred deadline day and Tottenham are now in the running to sign MK Dons midfielder Delhi Alley. Luton Town could make further signings having signed former Southend and Leeds winger Ryan Hall on Saturday. And the weather will be cold but staying dry with sunshine this morning, turning cloudy this afternoon. Top temperatures around 3 degrees Celsius. That's 37 degrees Fahrenheit. You can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Across Ben's oh, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Hang on. Three Counties Hang on. Radio. That's not it. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. I am going to retire oh. because I'm not going Hang to sit on. here all night reading emails. No. Zilch. No. Mr. Davalina, oh. Mr. Bob Hang on. Davalina. Sorry. Mr. Davalina, Mr. Bob Davalina. Zilch. Oh. calling Alameda. China Clipper calling Alameda. Zilch. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Never mind the furthermore, the plea to self-defense. Never mind the furthermore, the plea to self-defense. It is of my opinion that the people are intending. It is of my opinion that the people are intending. It is of my opinion that the people are intending. It is of my opinion that the people are intending. It is of my opinion that the people are intending. It is of my opinion that the people are intending. It is of my opinion that the people are intending. It is of my opinion that the people are intending. It is of my opinion that the people are intending. It is of my opinion that the people Finished. finished. Can't stop it. Nearly finished. Can't stop it when it's started. Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Coming up on the show this morning, Kelly Betts. Hello. Catherine Boyle. What's up? Pauline Scoynes. Hello. And Paul Scoynes. 
Hello. And Pavlov's coins. Hello. And Pavlov's coins. Hello. And Patel's coins. No. Oh, flipping egg. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
Uh, good morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio is uh, uh, for you, uh, yes. Now, a Luton Academy as uh, approved, uh, approved by government last year has had its plans thrown out by government even though it's due to open in September. BBC Three Counties can reveal that senior government ministers said Luton Girls Academy was not making enough progress and have said it will not open. Well, political reporter Paul Scoynes has the, the story. Paul, this has been um, quite a story. Um, some might say confusing. We've covered it in detail before. What's the background? Well, this, Ian, was uh, approved last year, this scores. 120 girls were due to walk through the doors of this uh, Academy Free School in uh, September this year. The prospectus said that it would be for uh, 11 to 18-year-old uh, girls, so eventually there would probably be somewhere in the region of six, 700 girls at the school. It's not a faith school, it said that. It would be for girls of any background. And all we knew, because we weren't told very much, that uh, the school's mission would be to deliver excellent education where every student would be able to develop the skills, attitudes needed to succeed later in life. And what well, happened uh, over the weekend? Well, uh, it was it was effectively uh, the, the the dream ended. Uh, hey. The uh, the schools minister Lord Nash uh, wrote a letter to the local MP. I was past that, yep. and. Um, in this letter here, it says that the government was to withdraw its consent for the school to go ahead in September. It said it hadn't made the necessary progress and Lord Mash uh, said it was disappointed that the school's uh, plans did not show value for money. He also said the school had fallen short of the rigorous criteria needed to gain its approval. Now, we have... Um, various members of the team, you, Catherine, and a few other people, have tried to um, make contact with the school over the past six, eight months... Um, and, well, they weren't very forthcoming, were they? No, they've been very uncommunicative, uh, I think it's fair to say. They've not uh, been particularly helpful. They did agree, I think, to an interview once and then pulled out uh, at the last minute, I think. And uh, we didn't even know where the school was going to be. Uh, only found out recently it would be in an area of Berry Park. And uh, we repeatedly uh, tried to interview people from the school, given no comment. The school, uh, I've done a bit of digging. The school was run by a company called Ace Trust Limited. It was based in Harp. And one of the directors was a director of a wealth management company in London. Uh, someone with the same name was due to be the principal of the school. And um, the consultation period to, to actually just take part in the school ended only on the 9th of January. So things were still very early uh, days, but there was no planning application that had been put in for this land. Mm. And my understanding is that uh, it's a bit of derelict um, industrial land around the back of Berry Park. No planning application being put in. A planning application takes at least four months to go mm. through. So we're looking when? About May, if it was put in this week. All right, mate, calm down. So it wasn't. Uh, what now for the girls who are due to start in September? Well, Luton says it's made provision for those pupils to go through. Those 120 places will be absorbed in the system somewhere else. Um, attempts to contact the school over the weekend have been unsuccessful. Uh, and indeed, I mean, you know, we've had bad communication. The school's Facebook page hasn't been updated since about October last year. And indeed, it's, you know, the, the, the website of the school uh, only shows uh, news articles from uh, October 2. And one of those news articles is the press release from june so hardly up to date anyway uh, that's the latest and uh, obviously we'll be interested to see what happens later in the day sorry you all right mm, fine good story well told well thanks what's wrong you look uncomfortable <laughs> i feel uncomfortable why is, why is that you're secretly wearing my time and suits you.
got a thing about you I just can't live without you I really want you and an ordinary Your looks intoxicate me Even though your folks hate me There's no one like you for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A405 North Orbital Road, looking at the speed sensors, it's already starting to look quite busy at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. In High Wycombe on the A404 Marlow Hill, that's moving fine at the moment through the roadworks and temporary lights that are at Marlow Road. And in Buckingham on the A413, there's roadworks going on at Highlands Road, so expect delays there later on this morning. No reports of any delays on the train so far, but on the London Underground, the Metropolitan Line has minor delays from Wembley Park to Walgate because of emergency engineering works. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. 6.15, it's Monday, the 2nd of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Plans to open a girls' academy in Luton have been blocked by the Department of, uh, for Education. An inquest begins today into the death of a man during his arrest in High Wycombe in 2008. And on transfer deadline day, Tottenham have joined the running to sign MK Don's midfielder, Delhi Ali. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday morning. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. Local opinions. We think it's absolutely shocking that this young man should continue to have to be punished. He hasn't even shown any remorse or said sorry. Well, firstly, I have to disagree. The JVS Show. Well, we're not living in very optimistic times. But it does seem very clear, doesn't it? They're human beings. Some are good people, some are bad. The JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. Never did too well at school, but I learned all I need to know. Rock out to change a tyre and clean myself from head to toe. But some knowledge has eluded me. 
go missing one day or did a dog get stuck up a tree? Did a ghost one night go down their pole? Pray tell because it's torturing me. Tell us the secret, let the cat out of bag because the puzzle still remains. What on earth is the mystery? Legal or otherwise, Mama Cass. What a sad, sad story. What a great, great voice. But last year, Milton Keynes police cracked down not on Mama Cass, but on legal highs after we told them they were being sold openly at the area's market. Well, back then it was a trading standards issue. Now it seems the government is drafting legislation to ban their sale and distribution. I'm confused by this. I have questions. And Catherine, I'm hoping, has got the answers. Uh, For those who don't know, what are legal highs? Well, they're substances which produce similar effects to illegal drugs such as cocaine and ecstasy. They fall into the three main categories, stimulants, sedatives or hallucinogens. They're not supposed to be sold for human consumption, but they're often marketed, or on the label it will suggest that they're bath salts or plant food to get around the law. But they've got catchy names to appeal to young people. More young people than gardeners, has to be said. Meow Meow, Bliss, Clockwork Orange or Mary Jane, to name but a few. Benzo Fury, I believe, is another one. Is that another one? Yeah, there's lots of them floating around. These new substances aren't yet controlled under the Misuse of Drugs Act and there's limited research as to what's actually in them and what the effects might be. we first became aware that legal highs were being sold open 
openly at Milton Keynes Market after, uh, well, a local bloke got in touch with the show, didn't he? That's right. He told us how his stepdaughter was hospitalised after smoking what she thought was wacky-backy. It turned out to be uh, not cannabis. It uh, w- led to an investigation. Wacky-backy, all right, Mum. Yeah, and um, it was found that a stall at Milton Keynes Market was selling these things quite openly. We told the police about this, and the stall eventually ceased trading, although if you remember, there was a bit of backwards and forwards as to who yes. was responsible for shutting them down, yeah. uh, whether it was a trading standards thing. The Conservative MP Ian Stewart also raised the issue in Parliament because he was concerned about the easy access youngsters had to this stuff. Elsewhere, we found that legal highs were being sold openly at Luton Market, and this stallholder admitted to us that he'd stocked the dodgy stuff in the past. They seem to be getting stronger, and you've got to keep up with the chemicals that they keep um, mixing, whereas I thought they were herbs, but they're not, so I don't want the responsibility of them. I have stocked salvia in the past, but I haven't got it now. Salvia is a plant extract from the mint family, 100% legal. As far as I believe, it's got no chemicals in it. These legal highs have been linked to many deaths, haven't they? Well, yeah, apparently 60 deaths in the UK were linked to legal highs in 2013, and that was up from 52 the previous year, double the number in 2011. Also, the statistics show the number of people receiving treatment for legal highs has increased in recent years. And Richard Smith told us about the impact um, this stuff has had on his own son. My son started uh, the way most youngsters do, experimenting with cannabis. He took several other drugs over the years as he grew into his teenage years and eventually found legal highs which are widely available um, throughout the country um, on the internet, through shops, on on market stalls. Um, But what he found was the effect of them was way more severe than anything he'd ever taken before, causing extreme paranoia, anxiety, mood swings. And uh, he very soon found himself in trouble and having to polyuse drugs, that is, take uppers and downers to cope with the very extreme effects that legal highs cause. So what is, I'm confused, what is the government proposing exactly? Because if they're legal highs, well, then they're legal. They're going to make legal highs illegal? Well... Exactly. Uh, ministers have previously struggled to outlaw the chemicals, but have banned 350 legal highs, making them illegal highs, since 2010. But the, but the thing is, when you ban one legal high, exactly. well, then the Chinese, or whoever it is who manufacture these, just changes the chemicals yeah. slightly, so it's a different thing, so that's outside the guidelines. Exactly. So every time there's a ban on one chemical, they're, they're chasing their tails on this one. What's different, though, is that this time there would be a blanket ban on legal highs. How can you... I don't know what that means. Ba- exactly. Because coffee is a legal high, man. I don't, I mean, what, so they would, they would ban everything that gives you an hallucinogenic experience? Or an upper or a downer, by the looks of it. Blimey. Okay. Richard Smith, uh, who we're going to be speaking to again and, and live in an hour's time, says it's going to be difficult to police. They're presented cosmetically like sweetie packets, so very young people can buy them um, from shops and markets. So an outright ban is very good for those people, but uh, I really think it's going to be very difficult to police because the internet is probably the biggest provider of these things. I don't see how that can be policed. I think a lot of effort is going to have to be put into education. And I guess we're going to be speaking to Richard later on in the programme, won't we? Yeah, like I said. Oh, well.
lot of shape I'm in I can't sing, I ain't pretty and my legs are thin But don't ask me what I think of you I might not give the answers that you want me to God, I knew he'd understand. He said, stick by me and I'll be your guiding hand. But don't ask me what I think of you. I might not give the answer that you want me to. Of the fairies. Glad we didn't play music from a famously druggy blonde. <laughs> oh, man, alive! And there's the argument, isn't it? Some of the best art comes from um, uh, drugs. Um, uh, Van Gogh was, a, was, was into his absinthe, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Which induces a... Well, there's the thing, that absinthe... The romantic it, poets were all on it, weren't well, they? Well, exactly, the Beatles were. The, the absinthe is, induces a, a, a psychedelic experience. I've had absinthe, it's blooming horrible. Got my mate chucked out of a club in Prague. Oh, it got, got me into a terrible state in Prague. I mean, but... Um, that's is that is that a legal high? I don't understand. The the it was banned in this country for a long time, wasn't it? It was banned for yeah, they and then it was the ban was lifted um when it was I was still drinking, so it would have been early two thousands, I think, something like late nineteen nineties, and it, everyone was was doing it. Uh, is horrible. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Give us a call if you're on absent. No, it, uh, no, hang on a second. 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's been an accident on the M25 anti-clockwise at Junction 14 for Heathrow. That's causing queues from Junction 13 for Staines. Looking at the CCTV cameras, it's looking fine at the moment on the M40. Things are moving well so far. The A414 is starting to look quite busy on the speed sensors at the Park Street roundabout. And in Buckingham, there's some roadworks on the A413 at Highlands Road. So expect delays there later on this morning. Checking the public transport departure boards and that's looking fine at the moment but on the underground the metropolitan line has minor delays from wembley park to Allgate because of emergency engineering works samantha bruff bbc three counties radio across beds hearts and bugs this is bbc three counties radio Six, I'm Liak New. The headlines, plans to open a girls' academy in Luton have been blocked by the Department for Education. The free school, which would eventually teach 800 pupils, was due to open this September. An inquest begins today into the death of a man during his arrest in High Wycombe nearly seven years ago. 39-year-old Habib Ullah was being searched by police in a car park when he went into cardiac arrest. The Australian journalist Peter Grester is on his way home after being released from prison in Egypt. He's been released after more than a year in jail, although his two Al Jazeera colleagues remain in prison. The weather will be cold but staying dry with sunshine this morning, turning cloudy this afternoon. Top temperatures around 3 degrees Celsius. That's 37 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's transfer deadline day and Tottenham are now in the running to sign MK Dons midfielder Delhi Alley. It was expected he'd move to Newcastle for around £4 million. Elsewhere, Watford are hoping to sign a defender and a midfielder. Wickham Wanderers want to keep hold of goalkeeper Matt Ingram and may add a striker to their squad. Luton Town have signed Ryan Hall on an 18-month contract after his release from Rotherham United. The 27-year-old previously played for Hatter's boss John Still at Dagenham. Luton's first-team coach, Haken Herrera, in, hopes the former MK Dons winger will make a significant contribution to the club. He has the ability to to make things happen. He's got good feet, good pace. He can run at people. You know, um, he's definitely a plus for us. And I hope his stay at Kenilworth Road is a fruitful one. That he adds to what we've already got and helps us push on. Stuart Pearce has left his position as manager of Nottingham Forest. He's been replaced by the former Forest striker Dougie Friedman. Novak Djokovic is the Australian Open champion for the fifth time. He beat Andy Murray in four sets to win the title. This for Djokovic to win the title. Serves out wide onto the backhand. Midcourt forehand for him to finish it. It goes back to Murray, but he wins! And Djokovic raises his arms in victory because he's joined Andre Agassi and Jimmy Connors and Ivan Mendel on eight Grand Slam titles. And he's won his fifth Australian Open crown. And finally, the New England Patriots won the Super Bowl against the Seattle Seahawks by 28 points to 24. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, more at 7 o'clock. Text 81333. Start your message with 3CR. Text will be charged at the standard network rate. BBC Counties Radio. Go Patriots. No. Go Patriots. It was one of the... Hey, speaking of um, sporting controversy, Djokovic Mm. is a jeet. A big pardon? Djokovic is a jeet. Why are you saying that? Well, because his name begins with a J, Mm -hmm. and so I'm using the word cheat with a J. But Djokovic is a jeet. How do you... Do you watch this? Did you see this, Kels, the tennis? No. Neither did I. Nor did I. But I, Djokovic... I, I know what she was wearing, though. Who's, who's clanking? Sorry. No, hey, no clanking, mate. 
Hey! Djokovic is a jeet. Why are you saying this? Because he cheated. In what way? During the genus. <laughs> he cheated during the genus. Djokovic. What he cheated. He, what did he do? Uh, he pretended that he's, he'd hurt his jankle. Mm. <laughs> you like that? He pretended that he'd hurt his jankle. Mm. Uh, to what end? To the end. It's all tennis isn't about... Are you for real? Yeah. Tennis isn't about... for Jill? Are you for Jill? We've got to be careful because we're going to end up saying something you really are. rude. This it's is... going to be weak ankles all over again. Uh-huh. Are you, but seriously, are you for real? Well, don't give me the... Sh- uh, 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 it's a question. Are you for real? Explain yourself. Tennis isn't about actually playing tennis. Adore. Everybody... Well, I know it's about grunting. No, everybody knows that tennis... It's and flashing your knickers. Yes, tennis is about... <gasps> yeah, and... There's no more fanny. But... <laughs> it's also about the mind. Right, it's primarily about... I could probably be uh, an average to good tennis player by using my mind control techniques. Hypnosis, psychology, things like that. Mm-hmm. Try a racket. That's the thing, though, isn't it? That's not important. It's, it it's out-psyching the other guy. Go on. So, he hurt his ankle. Surely Murray thinks, yeah, I can have him for that. No, he didn't, because Andy Murray, I'm Andy Murray's pumped I'm gonna up. I'm going to get my racket, and I'm going to beat him, and he's got a sore ankle, and I'm going to take him down. I don't think you're taking this seriously, mate. Andy what gives Murray, you that impression? Andy Murray, do you want to learn, do you want to learn something or not? No. Kelly, do you want to learn something? Yes, please. Thank you. Right. Andy Murray was at his peak. Now, we know he's got a temper. We know that if he, ser- he serves two double faults, that's it. Game over. Right. He was at his peak. Djokovic was jurried. Worried. <laughs> Don't work on that one. He no. was worried. OK. So Djokovic, he's going, oh, my, this is, this, is not, this is not as easy as I thought it was going to be. You doing a voice. I'm doing, uh, uh, this is not, uh, he goes up to his coach, this is not as easy as I thought it was going to be. Coach, what, what do I do? And the coach says to him, do the ankle ploy. So he goes, oh, are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. Why have we got the same voice? <laughs> I can only do one voice. So he does the ankle ploy, so he's playing, and he goes, oh, my ankle, I hurt my ankle. A camp? But he's got, he's got, it's all mind control. Oh, my uncle, I don't think I can play no more tennis. Now he's Mexican. (laughs) (laughs) And so Andy Murray just lowers his guard. He thinks, oh, Djokovic, we used to be friends. We're not so close now. No, he doesn't. He thinks, you've got to do the voice with both. Oh, used to be. (laughs) (laughs) Go on. Andy Murray, Andy Murray and I used to be friends with Djokovic and now he's hurt his uncle. No, I don't like him anymore. Oh, he's become a beetle. (laughs) No. I don't like him anymore. I'm still worried about his like. So I'm going to lower my guard a little bit. Now the last. Me. <laughs> Sorry. He went. Anyway, Gallagher. The, me. The, no, <sighs> mate. Listen, I'm trying to teach you something here. Yeah, uh, so teach it. I'm teaching it. Get it taught. Right. I'm trying to teach it, and I'm also trying to find the women doing the grunting noises at the same time. So it's it's tricky, right? So and also this is going on in court number two. Mm-hmm. So this is putting him off because Andy's getting a bit of a... He's getting excited. He's thinking, whoa, lady tennis. Anyway, so Djokovic fakes a knee injury, ankle injury. Murray lets his guard down. Djokovic's ankle is fine. He goes on to win the tennis and then they both go around to meet these two women. I, th- I think that's a flawed logic. Où est le flaw? Don is accent. Sur la table. What? Yeah, exactly. It's on the table, the floor. Hey, 
You see why I didn't do very well at French. Mm. Basically, Djokovic is a cheat. A cheat. Thank you. <laughs> and everyone would agree with me. I don't. They should get me on the sports show, those two Murray's fellas. Murray's missus is now wearing parental advisory T-shirts. No one tweeted that, Answer. though, did they? <laughs> Never saw it. 08459 455 Two things. First of all, I'm right about the cheating. Secondly, um, give us some of your T-shirt bands. Mm. Bristol will today become the first UK city to pilot outdoor smoke-free areas. What? Bad news if you like to a delicious cigarette out in the fresh outdoors. Uh, what do you mean? What do you mean? You can smoke outdoors. Millennium Square and Anchor Square now have voluntary cigarette bans. What bands. square? What are these squares called? <laughs> Millennium and Anchor. Okay. As in, you know, the heavy. Thing, I know what it means. Not Paul. Although it should be. They now have voluntary cigarette bans after a poll found that 61% of locals were in favour of the idea. Yeah, probably because they don't smoke. I'd love a fag right now. Would you? I would, actually, yeah. Do you know what? I could, a nice little rolly, golden Virginia rolly, little roach in the end. Tap, 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 tap. <coughs> yeah, you'd get a little sticky bit at the back. <clears throat> New York, Tirana and Hong Kong already have similar Tirana? bans. Tirana? Yeah. <laughs> in key locations. Tirana. The British trial has been settled by the local government group Smoke Free South West. It's placed signs in the popular harbourside square. So that's that sorted. Uh, I'm not policed. I've gone right off sports. As you know, I'm a big sports fan. Yep. Sport Billy. Go Patriots. Because I have got a, a, a sack that you can pull loads of things out, haven't I? That was his gimmick, wasn't it? He had a sack. He had a magic sack. I remember Holdall. Yeah, well. And didn't he um, have a like spaceship that looked like a uh, stopwatch? We watched the most rubbish incarnation of the Transformers yesterday. Wasn't the Transformers? The boys wanted to. Uh, I'm, I'm actually a bit tired of watching. Go-bots. No, I'm tired of watching the Penguins of Madagascar. So I said, "Boys, we're going to watch something new that we've never seen," and we found um, this uh, thing. It's called like Transformers Help Bots, and it's anyway rubbish. That's no, that's no fighting, surely. There's no fight. They were helping. It's a game, this is from the Telegraph, and this makes me want to puke. It's a game that's been played in Britain since Tudor times, and more recently by the Duchess of Cambridge and Jesse J, the singer. What do they play? Well, now it's feared that the future of rounders is under threat. What? Following a decision by the government to remove it from the GCSE curriculum... It was in the curriculum? Rounders is in the flipping curriculum. Can you believe that? This is nuts. Critics have called the move sexist. Oh, forget it. Re- um, uh, uh, where is... Th- oh, there's... Uh, there we go. Rounders is played by 7 million boys and girls in more than 80% of secondary schools in Britain. Uh, and it's one of the most popular choices of the 100,000 teenagers who take the physical education GCSE each year. I bet. It's a DOS. You sit on the field. What? It- However, the Department for Education has now removed it from the list of activities in which pupils can be judged in the exam. Exam? There is a rounders exam. How do they judge that? Because rounders was the only sport I liked. Mostly cause, right? Yeah. I was rubbish at it. Yeah. But I was daring because I thought, if I get out, I get to sit for longer. Yeah. Well, would so you I- get penalised for that or would you get bonus points for that? Should be genius. C- can you believe... Matthew, that they you can sit an exam in a... Well, not sit it. You can stand and hit and run an exam in rounders. Matthew. Oh, good morning. Good morning, Matthew. Do you know, you're the, you're the greatest bloke on earth, but sometimes you talk a lot of crap. Sometimes? Well, most of the time. Exactly. Uh, Calm down. You said about... You played Fleetwood Mac this morning. Well, oh, well. 
Calm down. And you were on about you were on about people on drugs. Yes, yes, Matt. I think You're maybe so you should right. start doing some drugs. No. You know who you know who was the lead singer in in Fleetwood Mac on that record? Oh. Did you know who the lead singer was? Calm down. No. Do you know who the lead singer was? Yes, I do. The greatest drug man ever. The greatest drug man ever. Sounds like Eddie Sash. Peter Green. Peter Green. Calm down. Calm down. Hey, Matty Bum Bum. Calm down. Sweet sugar dumpling. Calm down. Hey, Fatty Bum Bum. Calm down. Let me tell you something. Calm down. No, not because you're so big and fat. Don't believe I'm afraid of that. Self-praise is no recommendation. I'm looking from Sweet sugar dumpling, I calm down. Hey, Matty Boom Boom, I calm down. Let me tell you something, I calm down. Me that look like mouse, but I wonder a bread. I wouldn't stop trying till I drop down dead. Never let your big size fool you. The cooler day of the cool you. Tell you something. I can calm I down. Can I finish what uh, I was going to say? Please? You still there, Grumps? Yeah, go on. Can I finish what I was going to say? You still there, Grumps? Yeah, go on. You started rock knocking. Don't. If, hey, listen. If the caravan's rocking, don't you no. come a knocking. <laughs> you were knocking. I was the, rocking, the, the and you were place. knocking. And there is a sign up that says, "If this caravan is rocking, do not come a knocking." What are you, you knocking for? It better be important. You said Djokovic cheated yesterday. It better be important. This caravan was rocking till you started knocking. You... And you know what the rocket means? You said... Means don't Djokovic. come knocking, and it's exactly what you've done. Who's knocking? Matt's knocking, and I'm rocking in my caravan. It's admittedly, important. Admittedly, I'm on my own. Can I finish, please? I wish you would. I wish I could, but you Can kept knocking. Can I carry on with what I, what I was going to say, please? Would you please shut up and listen? Djokovic is the greatest player ever lived. You don't know anything about sports. I don't know why you talk about sports, because you don't even do any sport. Good night. Travel news.
news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, it's starting to look very busy on the speed sensors between Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and 9 for Redbourne. The M25 anti-clockwise also looking quite slow now around Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 16 for the M40. On the A414 at Park Street, that's looking very busy around the North Orbital Road at Park Street Roundabout. And in Buckingham on the A413, it's all moving fine through the roadworks at Highlands Road, but expect delays there later on. So reports of any problems on the departure boards, but on the Metropolitan Line, there are minor delays from Wembley Park to Oldgate because of engineering works. I'm Samantha Brown. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, Samantha. Hello. Yeah, I'm. Re- so, uh, do you know what? I'm reminded. I was having an argument with a plum on Facebook. A plum. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. a, a, a gentleman. I was having an argument with a gentleman on Facebook, and I, what I like to do is not what. Uh, not everybody goes to the posts to page on the BBC Three Counties Facebook page, right? Right. I do. Did you see this the other day? No. Right. Hang on. So BBC. I never go on there. BBC uh, Facebook.com <laughs> forward slash BBC Three CR. Paul Carter's got a picture of a, uh, a Lego Star Wars man. Hi there. Is there any chance you can put up a picture of Samantha Braff? I, th- <laughs> I think she sounds rather nice on the radio. Now, S- Sammy, I've come to your defence. I've okay. steamed in there and I've put no. He's oh, replied, that's nice of you. Yeah, I'm defending you. And he's replied, fine, just wondering. Hang on, this is a man who's got Facebook. Has he not got Google? <laughs> well, uh, if he's going to Google Samantha Braff, he's going to be... How did he spell it? B, uh, so S-A-M... Okay. Sorry? The second, the second part. B... Are you writing this down? What the, Have no. you got a pen and paper? I know how to spell my name. Well, yeah, why are you doesn't. asking me then? He doesn't. <laughs> he's going lucky dip, Google image. He's going B... He could find some interesting people. Do you want to write this down? Um, what? Okay. You got, got better paper? I have. B. Right. R. B. R. You got that? Uh huh. A. <laughs> you got that? Yeah. Okay, well, little. She's writing neat. F. Yep. F. Yep. Maybe I'm just trying to sound like a southerner too much. Yeah, I think that might be it. (laughs) Please, come on. Samantha is a talented broadcaster. Please don't ask for um, mucky pics of the women that work here. Oh, I don't know whether they're asking for mucky. Trust me. I've tried to get them. (laughs) They're locked in a safe. The pics, not the women. That'd be weird. (laughs) 6.47, 6.47, it's BBC Three Counties Radio. These are your headlines on Monday the 2nd of February. Plans to open a girls' academy in Luton have been blocked by the Department for Education. An inquest begins today into the death of a man during his arrest in High Wycombe. And Tottenham are now among the clubs trying to sign MK Don's midfielder, Delhi Alley. Let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's a bitterly cold start out there this morning with temperatures well spread into minus minus figures. In fact, places like um, just outside of High Wycombe down at minus five, so uh, really cold start. Got some icy stretches on untreated roads and surfaces and also widespread frost. But the good news about today, perhaps, is that it should be bright and sunny. There's a bit of high clouds, so it could be hazy from time to time, but uh, some sunshine nonetheless. It's not going to have any effect on the temperature, though. We're looking at a maximum... Uh, a measly three or four Celsius uh, throughout the afternoon. Now, overnight, the cloud's going to increase, going to sink south, and with it, we could see one or two snow showers. Um, 
probably not going to amount to too much. We could see one or two. Minimum temperature down to minus two. So a bitterly cold start to Tuesday. Again, a widespread frost and wintry showers around. Some bright spells in the temperature tomorrow. Maximum of around five Celsius. And that's your forecast. On Inside Out, we reveal how small cameras are catching the professional drivers. I always do what I gotta do, yeah. Every day like a deja vu, Monday, Monday. It's no fun, always something that's gotta be done. Can't you see I just wanna feel young, young again. So give me that one day. You wanna say, hey, say the shot. What you drinking now? I'll tell you what I'm thinking now, now. It wouldn't be wrong if you stayed here all night long. Forget about all your should do, have tos, leaving to tomorrow. But if you wanna say, hey, take a shot. thinking now now hey but if you want to say hey take a shot in my hands <clears throat> just a little bit of fun I'm not sure I'm into that kind of fun that's the Shires and we like the Shires I believe Kelly am I right in thinking that I discovered the Shires if you want yeah okay I mean, you, sorry you had them on your show really early courtesy of me hang on, hang on. But thank you Kelly you so, discovered them thank you thank you, you. So really early you mean like <clears throat> what, half past eight yeah half past eight I discovered that band and I, and Did you, you could, make them take that mild manner direction? I said, guys, listen, whatever it takes to make it big, you got to do it. If it means, you know, watering down the brand, then do. I bet the B-side to that kicks ass. Sweary. Yeah, a bit sweary. They're good. I like the Shires. They're good, aren't they? We like the Shires. Oh, we'll get them in. Probably probably can't get them in now. Probably too big. Probably we'll be, through their manager. Probably doing um, uh, the Steve Wright big show. Probably not after you said they watered down their brand. I didn't say that. You led me to saying that. 
If they came in here, they would uh, they would kick ass. Uh, see if they're not doing the Steve Wright, the big show, mm. or Dermot O'Leary, the music lounge. Mm. If they want to come on a real radio show, uh, we'll offer them to Roberta first, and if he says no, we'll let them. <coughs> All right. <coughs> Sounds good. Hey, I don't, what, don't know what you're Horn doing. Horn dog. Sorry? Horn dog. That was my nickname at school. <laughs> what is Apparently it? Ronald Reagan was a horn dog. I don't think you can keep saying it. Because I do know what it means. It's the, the English equivalent is FM. Stop it. According to a new book, Love Triangle, Ronald <laughs> Reagan, Jane Wyman and Nancy Davis. Bill Wyman. <laughs> Bill Wyman's mum. Don't. His 50 or so conquests are said to have included actresses Marilyn Monroe, Doris Day and Lana Turner while he was living in a love bungalow. <laughs> a love bungalow. A lungalow. <laughs> Ronald Reagan's lungalow. At an infamous hotel. You can't have a love bungalow. That, well, it, uh, over, you can we, have a, like a, um, a, love shack. a pad. As we discovered last week, over 70s are uh, having it over 70 <laughs> times a week. <laughs> The allegations are a far cry from his time at the White House from 1980 to 88 when he and his first lady, Nancy, aimed to pers- personify American family values. Yes, according to a book about someone who's dead and can't argue the... T- I was going to say something. You can't argue the toss. He's not arguing that, is he? <laughs> no. That's the thing. But apparently, back in the day, <clears throat> Ronald Reagan was a beast. What are you doing in today, Kath? <laughs> oh. I just wonder why you're in today. I just wonder why you're in today. doing this. Because it's National Sicky Day today, <laughs> and you, as we all know, Kath is sick. No, yeah. You surprised to see her today? I Kath? am actually. I'm not. I'm just. I'm not sick. No, I'm actually driven to uh, my bed regularly <laughs> by working on this program. But none of us. We, oh come we're, on, we're all here. Oh come on, Kelly. The Daily Express. Let's page not start three. throwing stones from in there. <laughs> today is National Sicky Day. I had a terrible dream last night. Oh, we don't want to hear it. They're always boring. No, 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 no. You know we do the open door policy on Friday. Yeah. Half past seven till eight o'clock every Friday. Flipping jihadist turned up. Shh, don't. This was a jihadist turned up. But do you know what was, was great? Was we had a kiddie in the studio. And I managed to persuade the fella to let the kiddie go out of the studio. I'm not bringing my kids in every Friday. Then I won an award. Oh, yeah! Oh, well done. Unfortunately, I was dead! It was horrible. Oh, it was horrible. You sat right where you're sat, Kath. All of that. Well, let's hope that doesn't happen. Today is National... Honestly, it was terrifying. I don't know if I was asleep, actually. I think I was just thinking it. Today is National Sicky Day. The most likely day of the... Oh, the... Do you see loads of people? Had a go at Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson... Bojo. Yeah, the, the Mayor of London. He was, in the, he was in the paper saying that um, a lot of these jihadists were um, onanists mm. um, who couldn't get girlfriends and they liked watching porn. OK, he was quite rude about them. Quite, yeah. But then quite a few Muslim leaders came out and went, well, this isn't the way to... Uh, this isn't the way to deal with this. This is only going to be uncalled for, mate. But uncalled for. Well, hang on a second. Surely it's completely called for. Very rarely do I agree with Boris Johnson. I think he's obnoxious. But I was reading that and thinking, yeah, fair play. He said what people. He, he said what a lot of people are thinking. That Plus, they call us all sorts. Do they? Yeah, sons of thingies and what's it? So I was really surprised that uh, flipping if, doodas. If, if we had Justin Dealey here. Back you back to the horn dog story. If we had Delia, we'd send him out on the streets. If you want to give us a call on that, if you heard Boris Johnson um, saying that um, the jihadists were, he used he used the W word. Okay. Do you think that was out of order? Do you think that was out of order? I think I, I was so surprised when then, you know, people stood up and went, well, actually, yeah, you know, we shouldn't really be calling. Well, hang on a minute, they're fruitcakes. Anyway, 
08459 Today is National Sickie Day, the most likely day of the year for people to cry off work. The first Monday in February has traditionally seen a spike in the number of employees phoning in sick. The reasons vary. Nearly two out of five questions said they wanted to avoid battling into work through cold and miserable weather. Next came not feeling very well. Third was a hangover with dry January over. What? Um, other reasons were just needing a lion and um, being a lazy northerner called Catherine. Oh, wow. Huh? Wow. A low belly punch right at the end when I wasn't expecting it. So if you want to give us a call with your sick note voice, 08459 455 555. We can all do one. Greatest drug man ever. Sorry? We can all do one. We can all do one. Go on, do yours. Um, Yeah, uh, listen, I'm just not feeling very well. I was going to... I thought that was your sexy voice. Listen, I really like you and I was just wondering if you could take (laughs) your trousers off. Okay, now apply the sick voice. Not feeling very well. I'm losing my voice a little bit. So I'm, I'm probably not going to be able to come in today. I knew it. So? You do yours then. Oh, hey, it's Kath. I don't fancy coming in today. I'm at home with the kids having a bit of scran. <laughs> I never do a sick voice. It's always real. Oh, I'm really not feeling very well. I think it's best if I stay away. That's for everyone poo- else. That's your poo voice. <laughs> Give me a sick voice. <laughs> okay, here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've really not been very well. I think it's best if I stay off. <laughs> the greatest drug man ever. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M40 towards London, Peter called to say that there's been a multi-vehicle accident around Junction 2 and that's causing long queues at stop start on the approach around Junction 3 at High Wycombe East. On the M25 clockwise, there's been an accident at Junction 14 for Heathrow. That's causing delays from Junction 13 for Staines. And looking at the speed sensors on the A1M southbound, it's very slow around Junction 7 for Stevenage. In Hockliffe, the A5 has been blocked in both directions between Woburn Road and Leighton Road because of an ax- a lorry that's broken down there at the traffic lights. And on the A1 southbound, that's looking quite slow on the speed sensors between the St. Neots Junction and the Black Cat Roundabout. No reports of any problems on the train so far. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Sammy Braff. Thank you, Catherine Boyle. I'll see you after the show. I'm not feeling very well. Do you need a poo? <laughs> she cackles her way out of the studio, back to her cauldron where she makes up another witch's brew. across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Clock. I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, plans for a girls' academy in Luton are blocked. Inquest begins into death during arrest in High Wycombe and a pensioner dies after a flu outbreak in Luton. BBC Three Counties Radio. Plans to open a girls' academy in Luton have been blocked by the Department for Education. The free school, which would have taught 800 pupils, was due to open this September. Paul Scoynes reports. Approval for the girls' academy was granted last summer, but only 10 days ago did it 
founders say they'd finally found a suitable site on a Berry Park industrial estate. Schools Minister Lord Nash says it's fallen short of the rigorous criteria that's set for free schools and has now withdrawn permission for it to proceed any further. It means Luton Borough Council has to find spaces in existing schools for pupils that had chosen to go there. An inquest begins today into the death of a man during his arrest in High Wycombe nearly seven years ago. 39-year-old Habib Ullah was being searched by police in a car park when he went into cardiac arrest. Doctors carrying out a post-mortem later found a package of cocaine in his throat. The family of the Australian journalist Peter Grester have spoken of their joy that he's been released from an Egyptian prison. Mr Grester had been given a seven-year sentence for colluding with the Muslim Brotherhood. His two Al Jazeera colleagues remain in jail in Egypt. Mr Grester's mother Lois says she didn't think this day would come. I'm ecstatic, you know, I just can't say, you know, how happy I am about it all. I'm very excited and, and pleased and thank goodness this is all over. Um, yeah, uh, to me, uh, it's also difficult to realise that this day has actually come. An elderly person has died after a flu outbreak at a care home in Bedfordshire. Relatives are being advised not to visit Mulberry Court Care Home in Luton. Ewan Duncan reports. There have been 11 confirmed cases of influenza among elderly residents at the Mulberry Court Care Home in Watermead Road. Public Health England said tests are being carried out to confirm whether four others have contracted flu. A PHE spokesperson said there have been eight deaths at the care home, but seven of these aren't related to flu, only one is. People living in Sandy say they still don't know what they're allowed to put on relatives' graves. The town council had said that trinkets, toys, ornaments and lighting aren't permitted. However, ahead of a decision next month, they've now said the suitability of memorabilia will be decided by the cemetery supervisor. In sport, it's transfer deadline day and Tottenham are now in the running to sign MK Dons midfielder Delhi Alley. Luton Town could make further signings, having signed former Southend and Leeds wing at Ryan Hall on Saturday. And the weather will be cold but staying dry with sunshine this morning, turning cloudy this afternoon and top temperatures around 3 degrees Celsius. That's 37 degrees Fahrenheit. You can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Morning. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Kelly's about. Catherine's here. On the show this morning, Luton Academy blocked. Grave keepsakes cleared. And legal highs set for a ban because we grass up a bloke on Milton Keynes Market. Well, it's about a third true. I, might, I may have cut it with something else to make you think you're getting a good deal. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. An emergency... Uh, sorry to interrupt... Let's just stop that. Sorry to interrupt the show. We have to make... An, uh, this Could is, all uh, check out train staff. Come down here, please. Kelly. What's, what's she done now? I need to dial um, Scoinsy up and I have no idea where he is. <laughs> Do you need to know where someone is to dial them up these days? I think so. Kelly's shown me a few times, but she goes so fast, Ke- she's tiny. I'll be honest, mate, Kelly's on a coffee run, and I would rather, I would rather wait for a good cup of cough than talk to Paul Scoins. If I'm, if I'm being honest. Oh. So, um, my suggestion is... Um, it's been poor planning all the way through this. My suggestion is we play side one of After the Gold Rush by Neil Young and uh, then see where we are 25 minutes later. Mm. OK. Oh, oh, wait. Press one of these. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Just, just have a go. What's the worst that could happen? Is you, you're not going to take... A little radio joke for you there, guys. 
555. First of all, I'm right, aren't I? Djokovic cheated in the genus, didn't he? Did the the old uh, the old ankle ploy? Just, I don't think you can say that. Okay, this is the official line of the BBC. No, no, no. Mm. Djokovic is a cheat, no. and the uh, the whole BBC thinks so, don't no. you, Mr. Hall, Lord Hall, to be Tony Hall, sir? Don't you, sir? Everyone thinks that he cheated. Uh, what have you cheated at? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Of course, we're not in any way saying Djokovic cheated, but you know his ankle was not as hurt, and then it wasn't hurt, and. I pretended I'd had an asthma attack, so I didn't have to do cross-country. Oh, really? How have you got out of sports? There we go. That's how we do it. How have you got Actually, out of sports? Actually, it cross-country. It was like, um, what, 15,000 metres? That, it was virtually cross-country. That's like a out. marathon. Yeah, I don't like it. Cross-country. What was that about? That was, that was just basically getting children, getting them to drop their pants and slapping them over the backside for an hour. Do you know what I think That's it was? That's what it was at my school, didn't it? It was the PE equivalent of putting a video on. Yeah. Oh, it was awful and it was it would make you think you were going to die it was always really cold it was never when it was warm it was always really cold you would think you're going to die why why would they do that you know mike abbott who works here no mike abbott who works here no his um, sister-in-law was my best mate at school we used to purposefully get told off in pe so we would get sent to walk around the field Carrying um, our conversation, yeah. on, you know, unhindered. I used to like when I went to uh, uh, grammar school. I used to like a bit of. I used to like the sprints. I was good at the sprints. Used to sprint for uh, my county, Berkshire. Probably raced some of you guys. Beat you. Um, but uh, the, but uh, any other activity, I just hated. And anything over eight hundred meters, eight hundred meters was pushing it. Mm-hmm. Anything over that was just. You wouldn't have done 15,000 metres, 1,500 metres. Whatever. Felt like 15,000. <laughs> 15,000 metres. That's like a, a, a trek to the Antarctica and back. I don't know. I didn't like it. Didn't uh, do it. <laughs> 08459 555. How did you get out of sports? And also, this thing last week, uh, Boris Johnson... I know it's a little bit last week. It doesn't really matter, does it? Boris Johnson describing the jihadis as... Mm, he used the W word... I'm hoping that's not leaving awkward uh, uh, questions being asked in your car. Uh, he, he called them du- the W's and said they were sad sacks who couldn't get girlfriends and were addicted to internet pornography. Well, some some uh, people uh, have come out over the weekend and said, well, yeah, actually, that was out of order that Boris Johnson said that and we, we shouldn't, it's not diplomatic and we shouldn't be having those kind of conversations and... Well, hang on a second. I kind of... Very rarely do I agree with the Mayor of London, Boris Johnson, prospective uh, 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 MP for Uxbridge. But I, I, how can anyone be offended by something like that? You can't, can you? 08459 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. There's something I wanted to bring to your attention. The, um, the undercut. Oh, Catherine, you've got a centre parting. You look like you look. You even, down the stairs. You look even more like Elliot now. Oh, shut up! <clears throat> Stop it. Do you want me to turn your mic off while you get your breath back <laughs> yeah. and put your top back on? Okay. The undercut. There are beautiful. I used to have an undercut in the um, early nineties. Okay, because I had thick hair and I wanted to grow it long, so I get it cut. Under, what it means is you get it cut at the side, shaved at the side. But now, and it, it, there are pop, there are blokes doing it. I think Zane from One Direction has uh, has, has had it done. Yeah, Ellie Goulding keeps doing it. Well, it looks silly on boys. It looks downright offensive on girls. These beautiful, beautiful girls, these beautiful girls with their wonderful long hair, and then they go and shave half of it away. I'm looking at Scarlett Johansson. I don't really know who she is. She's an actress. Yeah, beautiful woman. She's ruined her head. 
That is going to take ages to grow back. It's only hair, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to take ages to grow back, though. You sound like my dad. I used to... Uh, there was a singer I used to... I did a few corporate gigs with about five years ago. And she was all, I can't remember her name. She was almost bigger than she was, and she was beautiful. Beautiful, long, blonde, curly hair. And then I met her one, one day at a gig. She'd shaved half of it away. Crikey. I just think for... I, I don't... Under- if it was her own You'd never hair. do it, would you, Kelly? No. You sure? Yeah. Because if you did it, I would be furious I'm with you. I'm not going to do it. If you did I'm it... Not- do it, Kelly. Now, do no, it. Don't, no, don't, don't encourage you. Because if you did it, I would be furious with you, and, and I would take you out. For, I would buy you lunch, and I would, t- I would give you a stern seeing to. Seriously, I would put you in your place. I would, because she's a beautiful young lady, beautiful hair. If she comes in one day with half that shaved away, I will be furious. Which brings us to someone else who's had a radical haircut. Scoins, you'd never get a, 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 an undercut, would you? No. Excellent. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. If you want to give us uh, a call, then, uh, of course, you're more than welcome to. Now, I was uh, just introduced Paul Scoynes. Let's... Uh Talk about this. Plans to open a girls' academy in Luton have been blocked by the Department for Education. The free school, which would eventually teach 800 pupils, was due to open this September. Paul, I believe you're actually at the site that was being proposed for this yeah. school. It's a fairly nondescript industrial estate just by Hatter's Way in Luton, Ian. And um, it, I mean, around the site are loads of uh, signs up saying demolition. Uh, these premises are, are protected by various security guards. I can see through to the very building that apparently the school was looking to go into uh, <laughs> it's not going to be ready by September by any stretch of the imagination and um, my understanding is from somebody who, who works here is that they are actually intending to use porter cabins in the first instance. And they were hoping to tempt pupils and, and, and parents there with porter cabins. That's right uh, 120 in the first year, 120 year 7 pupils who I believe I think are 11 year olds uh, rising to 18 so they would in the first instance be the first intake in September 2015 uh, who would then go through to their sixth form here now I guess in the long term the plan would be to, to build uh, an actual site or to reconvert some of the sites although the gentleman I've just spoken to said that the interior of some of the buildings here are, is totally uninhabitable you know the floors are completely shot through there's no way that you could use it certainly as a school uh, and indeed that may be one of the reasons that contributed to the government on Friday sending a letter to the local MP saying it was pulling out of the deal. It was removing any chance of funding that this school's going to have uh, because it hadn't met the rigorous criteria needed for it to become a school of, in the... Uh, it hadn't met the rigorous criteria of having a school. <laughs> yes, that, you would have thought that would be fairly That's, fundamental. Does, would the, would the, the government wouldn't have given them any money yet, would they? No, well, would I they? Mean, well, there is an application process, and I think, off the top of my hand, from uh, when Barnfield were applying for free schools, I think the application process, they get about £20,000 or so. Right. I would, I'm, I'm, I'm not certain on that, I'm afraid. I don't know whether or not they would have received any money yet, yes. but certainly in June of last year, yeah. uh, the government announced that this plan was going ahead along with 37 other schools, uh, and Luton Girls Academy made a big thing about it, sent lots of press releases out, but then refused to talk to Well, them. this is the thing, off, off, off the top 
my uh, hand, I remember that you've tried to track them, that, that Catherine had, and various other uh, members of the 3CR team, uh, and we got these press releases. There were invites to open evenings, which we were then stopped from going to. They weren't very talkative to us, were they? Which, if you're starting a new school, I would imagine getting the, the, the local radio station on side could only be a bonus. Indeed, and I spoke to the Ministry of Education's uh, press office, and they said that they were encouraging the uh, schools which had been successful in the plans to actually talk to the media, to talk to us, and uh, had actually, I think, then gone away and instructed the uh, the staff, the head teacher at the school, to talk to us. We got a call the very next morning saying that we weren't able to be uh, to be given any more information, and they weren't in a position to talk to us at the moment. I can tell you a bit about the people behind yeah, the uh, school. Uh, the school was to be run by a company called Ace Trust Limited, uh, which is based in Harpenden. One of the directors is a lady called Zarka Lecat, who uh, is a director of a company called Claritus Wealth Limited, which is a wealth management company in London. Somebody called Psycho Lecat, same surname, was to be the principal of the school. Um, and they had begun a consultation progress with parents. The, uh, as you say, open evenings had been uh, attended. We understand, I think, somewhere in the region of 60 pupils had been signed up to start school in September. Of course, now they're going to have to find other places to go to. I understand that Luton Borough Council has already made provision for those children. It always had plans just in case that parents either changed their mind or uh, indeed the school didn't happen, which now it hasn't. So just remind us, just describe the scene again, Paul. Where exactly are you? And, and this school that was supposed to open in September, what, what's there? Uh, well, at the moment, there's a roofing contractor who are part of this site. It is a, a pretty derelict industrial estate. Uh, I think there were buildings here before, but there aren't now. Uh, there are a couple of buildings. They look, I mean, there's no windows on the uh, on the building. There's there's no door as well. You can see right into the building. Uh, I'll take some pictures for our uh, for our social media pages shortly. Yeah. But I mean, it, <laughs> you know, you drive past it. It's fairly nondescript. You wouldn't even see it unless you stopped. I was I had to actually walk down the road to count the numbers, and I thought I can't be this one. There's actually a, a training establishment on the other side of Hatter's Way. I'm on the uh, sort of underneath Hatter's Way at the moment and um, there's a training establishment. I thought, well, maybe they've got some sort of deal with them. Maybe there's some sort of educational deal that they've done with this building. No, that's on a completely different road. This is the site. And when I spoke to the gentleman who came come in to open up the uh, uh, the part this morning, he said, no, this is where it was going to be and it was going to be some porter cabins. And, and finally, Paul, just to clarify, you, you would never get an undercut, would you? No, I, I didn't. I even resisted having a step in the 80s. All my friends were having steps. I, I stayed uh, very clear to my, my, my path, a short back and sides, nice and neat, nothing controversial. Well, off the top of my hand, Paul, that sounds like um, the, the best haircut for you. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about the top of my head, literally. Thanks. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's been an accident on the M40 into London at Junction 2 for Loudwater and it's totally blocked at the moment. Traffic's looking really, really slow from Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handicross roundabout. On the A421 in Brockborough, there's reports that it's been partially blocked at the M1 at Junction 13. People are calling to say that uh, there's been a, fa- a van that's on fire on the bridge which goes over the M1. In Hockcliffe on the A5, that's been partially blocked in both directions because the lorry's broken down between Woburn Road and Leighton Road. And on the A1 southbound, looking at speed sensors, it's very slow from the St. Nearest junction towards the Black Cat roundabout. There's no reports of any major problems though on the trains. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 
7.16. It's Monday the 2nd of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Plans to open a girls' academy in Luton have been blocked by the Department for Education. An inquest begins today into the death of a man during his arrest in High Wycombe. And Tottenham are now among the clubs trying to sign MK Dons midfielder Delhi Ali. BBC's Three Counties Radio. Every weekday from three. Let's talk about your story. They're little globules of chocolate. What is that sticking out of that? That's the abdomen of the ant. Roberto Peroni. Film critic Richard Fitzwilliams. Welcome to the programme. Richard, will you be watching Rambo 5? They are unsubtle, they are silly, and they do not appeal. Overweight people are being ignored, humiliated and insulted on a regular basis. When you're in the supermarkets, people watching what you're picking up and passing comments. Can I ask you... It. What does it cost to have a cycle of IVF when you decide, well, look, I have to have children? It all totaled uh, to nearly £25,000. When you're in such a low and desperate place, you'll do anything. Roberto Peroni on BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. So so far, what have you done to get out of sports? The worst sports event you've ever been involved in? Uh, Boris Johnson calling jihadists the W word and saying they were slackers who could never get a girlfriend. Some people are offended by that. How could you be offended by that? Surely, the uh, the best way to one of the tools that we have is to point point our fingers at these idiots and laugh at them, isn't it? It's certainly the only weapon I've got. I think, isn't it? I was just trying to think if I've got more of a weapon because I've got a microphone. You haven't got, you haven't got the nunchucks anymore. I haven't got the nunchucks anymore. They got confiscated at school. I used to take nunchuckers to school. What? Can you believe that? What? Take nunchuckers to school. You think kids are harder these days? You should have been at school in the eighties. I bet they can't even take pointy compasses anymore. I bet they can't. I wonder if I wonder if that has been. Um, but you're right, Kels. You you're right. I'm a bit stuck. Hang on. Yeah, I'm okay now. What's going on, mate? You sound a bit sad. I had a headphone dilemma. Okay. Okay. It's over now. Hang on. It's still not. On. You should. Um, still... You got too much hair at the side. That's the problem. You want to undercut that. All right, I'm back. How, now, that's interesting, because you've just put your headphones... Uh, Kelly's got hair that goes down to just below shoulder. Yeah. So it's long, covers yeah. your ears. Yeah. And what you've done yeah. is you've put your headphones over your hair. Well, that's where my hair is. Yeah, but why don't you... What, what I would do if I had long hair is I would push the hair behind the ear so that the headphone was touching the ear, not the head. Do you know what I mean, Catherine? Yeah. You've seen that, haven't you? I had long hair, really long hair, and I would never um, wear my headphones like that, but then again, I'm not cool. Well, okay. i just put my headphones on, mate. I know, mate, but the way you've done it just just shows a little lack of respect. For... She's stylish... The listener. Stylish <laughs> Susan. I'm practical Patty. I thought you were Kelly and Catherine. During the week. Okay, gosh, this is confusing, isn't it? Hey, last year we grassed up a bloke selling legal highs on Milton Keynes Market. We had uh, people getting in touch saying they were outraged. Uh, Not that we grassed him up, but he was selling this stuff. Well, the police stepped in after we got in touch with trading standards. But it could be that they won't need to uh, in the future. It's being reported that the government is drafting legislation to outlaw the sale and distribution of these legal highs. Something my next guest, Richard Smith, has been calling for for some time. Morning, Richard. Good morning, Ian. Why are you so interested in, in legal highs? 
Well, we were affected as a family by legal highs because our son unfortunately found his way to them and uh, with dire consequences um, uh, le left, left him with a lot of problems with uh, mental health issues and, and, and really they are a, a, a terrible blight on society. If you, I'm going to ask you some questions, Richard. If I ask anything that's inappropriate or you don't want to say, then just say, no, thank you, and we'll move on. So I don't want yeah, to, you know, sure. I don't want to pry too much. But what, what happened to your son? How did he get involved with these legal highs? Well, uh, he, he started as most young people do. I mean, they do experiment. You have to accept that young people feel invincible. They will experiment with things. And he started by smoking cannabis at a very young age. Um, that then escalated to taking other things. Um, I won't go through the list of things that he's taken over the years, but uh, he eventually found legal highs. Uh, just by, by chance, dropping into a head shop, which is one of these sort of retro hippie-type shops. They yep. had them on display in nice packets. Uh, he asked them what they did. They told him, which is illegal, by the way. Oh, because uh, they're supposed to be labelled as plant food, aren't they, or something yeah, like that? Yeah, well, they label them as all sorts yeah. of things. And, of course, they get out with trading standards is that they write on the back, not for human consumption. Yeah. Um, he found his way to these. Um, he was taking the equivalent of a methamphetamine, which is a speed, uh, which which had obvious effects. Um he, he then found he couldn't cope with that, so he took etizolam, which was a, an, a, a benzodiazepine analogue, which is a downer. So he was then polyusing, which is a deadly combination, you know, uppers and downers. Um, you can't sleep, you can't concentrate, your life basically goes down the pan. From yeah, you're, you're, you're taking one thing to try and counteract the, the effects of another thing, and yeah, it, you, yeah. you just end up in a spiral. Yeah, a spiral downwards, and there's no coming back from it. And it affected, uh, it, it, how, how did it affect him, ultimately? Uh, psychotic episodes, um, his confidence went down the pan, terrible paranoia, anxiety, identity problems, um... Obviously, then there are repercussions on the whole family, you know, um, and friends. Friendships uh, disappear. Uh, the effect on the family is, is is very tragic. We could speak for hours on mm. that. Uh, and, of course, financial problems. How's he doing now? He's just come out of rehab, actually, four weeks ago. He's clean. Hey, good um, for him. He's doing okay, is all I can say yeah. at the moment. He's still left with the hangover of a lot of the things I talked about yeah. earlier, a lot of these psychological problems, and I don't, nobody knows how long they last. Well, all he's got to do is put one foot in front of the other and, yeah. um, and, and you know, just get a day at a time clean, so best of luck to him for that. Uh, you obviously want to see these legal, legal highs banned. I don't quite understand what the government are talking about, how they would ban these legal highs. Do you well, understand it? Yeah, they've been talking for the last four to five years on this. They have actually banned about 300 substances, but, but the very nature of them, it's very, it's very complicated. There are some core components in these things that could be banned, ethylphenidrate, methadone, things like that core chemicals that are currently legal that could be banned and would remove them from sale on the streets. Um, the problem is that for every time they, they ban one, um, the chemical uh, structure, the molecular structure of the one they ban is tweaked and another one is launched. 
even using the same brand name sometimes. So it's that they ban one set of chemicals, the, the, the chemists or the dodge pots or whatever, they just change it ever so slightly so it gets around the It gets the ban. around the law because it's, it's very difficult to test for these chemical mixes. And it's not only the recognised chemicals that are in there, they find things like... I mean, we work with, um, uh, with Dr Jonathan Berg at City Hospital in, in Birmingham, and he has a machine that tests for up to 1,200 different chemicals. And he's found things like plant food, worming powders, um, and even illegal Class A drugs mixed in with these things. Um, so there's no telling what's in the packet when you buy it. And no guidance on how to take it, obviously. The thing is, you're, you're right, Paul. Listen, we're, uh, great respect, we're a couple of old farts, you and me. And, you know, yeah. we can tell our kids, don't do this, don't do that. But, but uh, you know, I've got two young boys. I fully expect at some point for them to experiment with drugs, however much I educate them and uh, point out the, you know, the, 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 the dangers of it. I kind of expect them to do, because you're right, young people do think that they're invincible and that, that they've, invent- they've invented sex and drugs. So yeah. I guess, how are you going to stop kids from doing it? Well, we, we set up, as a, result of, um, as a result of our experience and the lack of the frontline treatment services available or the knowledge of them to mm. uh, help us in our dilemma, uh, I set up a, a charity company called Savenko that was aimed at training frontline services in how to deal with these drugs. Yep. Um, from that, we've launched a campaign called Street Aware, which basically we're taking into schools, colleges, academies. It's aimed at young people. And it's education and harm reduction and information, advice and guidance. Now, there are things you can do. We've got to accept that some people will find these. The profit margins on them are so huge that if we ban them, make them illegal, they will just go underground anyway. And and the other problem is how do you stop them on the internet? Mm. Uh, the postman's probably the biggest deliverer of drugs in the country. Um, so there are some certain key things that we teach, uh, like having a buddy with you. If you are going to try these things, have someone with you who hasn't taken anything, so that if you do get into trouble, they can help. Keep the packet in your po- pocket so that when you don't turn up at A&E in, in, in problems, they, they can see what you've taken and take appropriate treatment. Uh, Do you know what, Richard? I, 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 well done. And that may sound patronising, but that sounds like um, proper, sensible advice. Because, you, you, like you said, the, the kids are going to take these. So, so that sounds like a kind of a mature way of uh, addressing the problem instead of going in with the stern wagging of the finger saying, don't do this. Yes, don't say no doesn't work yeah. anymore, you know. Richard, listen, that's a really interesting uh, uh, the, the, the idea you've got there and I wish you the very best of luck with it. Richard Smith from Street Aware. I like that because going in to, ki- to schools and talking to kids say, hey kids, don't do drugs because you're going to die. Um, it doesn't work. Kids will still do drugs. Listen, kids, listen to me. I'm such an old man. Uh, young people, people of all ages will still do drugs. I, I kind of, um, there'll be some people who'll be offended by Richard's uh, attitude there, but saying, if you're going to do drugs, have a uh, straight buddy with you who's not doing drugs and keep the packet in your pocket. So if you do go to a and you can say, I've had this. Fun night for that guy, though. Well, yeah, I know, I know. Um, and, and, and is there ever a responsible way of taking drugs? Uh, uh, probably, uh, uh, probably not. But 
it's different from going in and saying don't do drugs because yeah. you're, you're going to end up an addict. And you lose them all together. Yeah, I like that. It's interesting. I, I'd be keen to hear other people's thoughts, whether they think that's a bit namby-pamby or actually... Uh, what we've what we've been doing so far hasn't worked. Hey, do you remember the ecstasy days when people started being advised to drink lots of water? I don't remember them. Oh, well, I do. I don't remember them. It's just a, a blur. No, yeah, they, they take lots of water. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, some people thought we shouldn't be giving advice like that yeah. and having chill-out rooms, etc. I quite like that. Uh, I quite like uh, what Richard said there. We should get him back again at another point because I, th- I could talk to him a bit longer. 08459 555 If you heard Richard's advice there, do you think it's sensible or do you think in some ways it's uh, a little bit dangerous? Right, BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel news now. Here's Sammy Braff. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M40 is blocked in both directions now at Junction 3 for High Wycombe East because of an accident that's causing queues from the from Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handicross roundabout southbound. On the M1 southbound, it's looking very busy around Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and Junction 9 for Redbourne. And the M25 anti-clockwise has queues between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. In Brockborough, on the A421, there was an ac- a vehicle on fire earlier between the M1 Junction 13 at Bedford, but that's now cleared out of the way and things are moving fine past that stretch. But in Hockcliffe, on the Eight five. That's partially blocked in both directions between Woburn Road and Leighton Road because the lorry's broken down. Smack the breath. BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, what's going on? What, what's going on? You're, it sounds like um, uh, you're transmitting from a lunar module and you're going through oh. a meteor storm. I went. I'm on the moon. That would explain. your travel news from the moon. That would explain it. Across beds, hearts, and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm Lee Acknew. The headlines, plans to open a girls' academy in Luton have been blocked by the Department for Education. The free school, which would eventually teach 800 pupils, was due to open this September. An inquest begins today into the death of a man during his arrest in High Wycombe nearly seven years ago. 39-year-old Habib Ullah was being searched by police in a car park when he went into cardiac arrest. And the Australian journalist Peter Grester is on his way home after being released from prison in Egypt. He's been released after more than a year in jail, although his two Al Jazeera colleagues remain in prison. The weather will be cold but staying dry with sunshine this morning, turning cloudy this afternoon. Top temperatures around 3 degrees Celsius, that's 37 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's transfer deadline day and Tottenham are now in the running to sign MK Dons midfielder Delhi Alley. It was expected he'd move to Newcastle for around £4 million. Elsewhere, Watford are hoping to sign a defender and a midfielder. Wickham Wanderers want to keep hold of goalkeeper Matt Ingram and may add a striker to their squad. Luton Town have signed Ryan Hall on an 18-month contract after his release from Rotherham United. A 27-year-old previously played for Hatter's boss John Still at Dagenham. Luton first-team coach Hacken Rettin hopes the former MK Dons winger will make a significant contribution to the club. He has the ability to, to make things happen. He's got good feet, good pace. He can run at people. You know, um, He's definitely a plus for us. And I hope his stay at Kenilworth Road is a fruitful one. That he adds to what we've already got and helps us push on. 
Stuart Pearce has left his position as manager of Nottingham Forest. He's been replaced by the former Forest striker Dougie Friedman. Andy Murray says he's disappointed that he let himself get distracted by Novak Djokovic during the Australian Open final. He lost to the world number one in four sets, but he believes it was still a good tournament overall. There's been a great, great couple of weeks compared with where I was a couple of months ago. Night, night and day, really. I mean, playing way, way better in almost every part part of my, my game, moving better, physically I feel better, more, more confident, um, more belief. And finally, the New England Patriots won the Super Bowl against the Seattle Seahawks by 28 points to 24. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, more at 8 o'clock. I love Big Bum. So boobs is not news. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Catherine. Texts. Yes. Snuffers. Hey. Oh, but let's recap what we're talking about first. Let's be. Let's have a little bit of professionalism. Skyving off sports. What was your excuse? Skyving off sports, partly because Djokovic had a bad ankle, but then it was all right again, so he could win the Australian tennis men. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm suspicious. I'm suspicious of Djokovic and his cheating. Yeah. So there's that. Do you like? Do you like that? Uh, one. We, we've also got a theory, haven't we? Eh? People's sick voice oh, yeah. is either their sexy voice or their constipated well, voice. Well, it's not really a theory, Catherine. It is. It's your theory. It's based on an experiment we conducted scientifically just before seven o'clock. OK, so there's that. If you want to do sick voice, yeah, you come, can. We've done that before. Not like this, though. Never they like will decide this. whether you're sexy or constipated. There we go. Girls? It's, uh, I've had a tweet from Scott. Um, if I can uh, read this one out. Can you, though? Um, I want to hear Scoinsy's poo voice and bets. <laughs> Go on, let's hear it. So I'm not well, is this the thing? Yeah. You've got to ring <coughs> in and say, come, come in. Hi, Kath. Um, I'm not feeling too good today. Because you're constipated. I've really come down with something. What it is it? really hurts. What is it? It's not Ka- very well. It's, it's Ian, by the way, not Kath. Oh, you sound the same. Say the same things. What's wrong with you? I'm just not feeling too too good. Oh, no, you're getting back into your normal voice. Yeah. <coughs> Stay in character. <coughs> Sorry, Bex, Sorry. I don't believe you. Come Hang in or you're fired. One, two, three, and scene. I'm just not feeling too good, to be honest. Phone me up. Phone me up and do it properly. Phone up. Phone up and do it properly. If we're going to do this, we're going to do this um, properly. Your wish is our command, dear listener. Um, 08459 555. Also, um, the, 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 the Prime Minister, no, what's he called? The Mayor of London, Boris Johnson, called jihadis the W word and said they were losers that couldn't get girlfriends. Fair enough, we're out of order. I they are bang out of order, and loads of people, including some Muslim, in inverted commas, leaders, have uh, uh, said this is outrageous behaviour. How dare he say this about these people? And it's going to make things worse. I don't think they could get much worse. Don't say that. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a... Um, oh, uh, Kelly's on the line. Morning, Kelly. Morning. You all right, love? What's wrong? I'm not feeling too good, Ian. I don't think I'm going to come in. That's too similar to a normal voice. Can you not make it a bit more sick? <laughs> not feeling too good. That we're not throwing up? Oh, I'm just not feeling very well. Pretend you're doing a really... You, you need a poo. I'm really not feeling very well. That's it! Bingo. What's wrong with you, Kels? I need a poo.
Loves Jennifer Lopez more than I love Jennifer Lopez. Not even her mum? Her nope. children? Nope. Not even Mark Antony, her ex husband. Well, certainly not well, him. Yeah. I think she is, without a doubt, the most beautiful woman in the world. And do you know what? Some of her songs are quite good as well. I've seen Which her in ones? concert. I'm still Jenny from the block. Used to have a little. Nah. Now I got a lot. But but I'm still Jenny from the block. I like her movies. Monster in Law is a great film. The best film is where she's a victim of spousal abuse. So she manages to escape from the house, learns karate skills, and go, goes back and beats up her husband whilst dressed as a ninja. No, I like that one where she was in the boot with George Clooney. Oh, I've not seen that. It's really good. It was the first one before she became Jenny from the Block when she was just Jennifer Lopez, the actress. I like Anaconda. I like no, Anaconda. No, 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 that is in my top two bad movies of all time. Made in Manhattan, but spelled M-I-M-A-I-D. She's a, a chambermaid. I haven't seen any of those. Oh, movies. mate, they are flipping brilliant. Good time movies. Out of sight. You've got to see that. I'm going to go and see it. Is she in it? Yeah. I'm going to go and see it. I I'm love it. I'm going to see it because it's George Clooney in a, a confined space. Absolutely love it. Uh, anyway, she is, uh, she's a woman that I think all women should aspire to be like. Should I tell you why? She's got 200 pairs of jeans. 200. I thought I was decadent with three pairs of jeans. I know why. Go on. Tiny waist, big bum, right? Same problem I have. You find a pair that fits, you buy every single pair. Well, she's got them. Exactly. She's got 200 pairs of jeans stacked on floor to ceiling shelves, and I think good for her. She won't wear all of them. Sorry? She won't wear all of those. She used to have a little. Now she's got a lot. But she's still Jenny from the block. Which block? 
Uh, it's in Park Avenue somewhere. At one time or another, most women will complain they have nothing to wear. Not Jennifer Lopez. I bet she does. I bet she goes in. She's got a, a changing room, right? With hundreds of pairs of shoes. In the walking right? wardrobe. Yeah, I bet she goes in there and for a joke says to her new beau, probably used to say it to Ben Affleck, definitely used to say it to Mark Anthony. I think that's why he left her. She'd go in and go, oh, I just don't have anything to wear. And that is why funny. Why she Liberace? <laughs> He said I once that. heard he said a that story about Jennifer Lopez. Might not be true. Well, hang on a second. Spread it anyway. Do we need to? Are we? Do we need to run this past the Catherine Boyle legal filter? No, it's fine. You reckon? Yeah. Okay. Is it like the Lisa Stanfield story? She was at some big event and she needed the toilet. Oh, for and goodness' no, sake! No, no, wait. <laughs> she said to Ben Affleck, "Benny, can you get our special toilet roll?" from our car, Ooh, please. That's a and great then you story. had to go all the way past the red carpet cameras and, and get their special toilet roll, which is probably made of gold, and then he'd bring it back and hand it to her. Do you know the thing I, f- do you know the thing I find Apparently. underneath? Yeah. <laughs> Here you go, love. Here you go. Down there, it's down there. You got it? Uh, the thing I find amazing about the story is that she, that she would call him Benny. Benny from the block. <laughs> Benny from the mm. block. Hey, hey, Kath. That reminds Kath, me of a, something hang on, else. Hang on, one second, Catherine. Catherine, are you a, a Benny tied to a tree? Sorry? Catherine, are you a Benny tied to a tree? I don't know what that means. Well, it's a simple yes or no question. Are you a Benny tied to a tree? Yeah. Oh, Benny tied to a tree! Do it again. Catherine, are you a Benny tied to a tree? No. Oh, Benny on the loose! <laughs> what does that mean? I get it. Jamie? Hey, yeah. you. Are you a Benny tied to a tree? <laughs> no comment. Oh, Benny not making a comment, don't what? Jamie, you're right, you sound a bit poorly, mate. What's, what's wrong? Need a sick day, mate. Sorry? Need a sick day. Let's hear you it. You can't. You can't <laughs> ring in sick and ask for a sick let day. Me, let me pass you through to the HR department of Betts and Boyle. Okay. okay. Let's start from the beginning, Jamie. You ready? Yep. And scene. Hello, how can I help? Yeah, I uh, won't be in work today. Who's this? Jamie. Jamie who? Cottrell. And what's wrong with you? Uh, had a heavy night at the darts. <laughs> I'm not sure that. Let me just check. Okay, so we have to decide whether that is sexy or constipated. That voice, Ian. Constipated. 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 That's three. Jamie, three you can't have... phone up. First of all, Kelly is right. Well done, uh, Bet. So That's picking up the first one. You can't phone up and say, "I've got to have a sick day." You can't do that. And then you had a heavy night at the darts. Big mistake. Don't. You better be in, this. Jamie, in 15 minutes. Otherwise, you're fired. Hang on a minute, I was there with my boss and he's not here yet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Why are you a phone call? Ah, dearie me. The 45-year-old actress and singer has shown off her walk-in wardrobe and it's a sight to behold. Its floor-to-ceiling shelves are packed with an astonishing array of 200 pairs of jeans in a range of shades. Mostly blue, though, I noticed. Yep. Uh, blue, you can't, you can't look. Oh, she's got a new movie out. The Thriller, The Boy Next Door. Ooh, I'm going to go and watch that. I'm going to go to the pictures and watch that. I, I think she's brilliant. Who's in it? Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, but who else is in it? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, does it? It does a bit. It Anaconda matter. was rubbish anyway. I can't believe you liked that film. Uh, who else was in Anaconda? Was Owen Wilson in Anaconda? I don't know. It was rubbish as well uh, as Congo. That, they're in my top two rubbish films of all time ever. Dennis. Good morning. Anaconda was a good film, wasn't it? I've no idea. It's about a giant snake that um, tries to eat people. Yes. Good. Who was he trying to eat? Hey, I saw some brilliant... It was like a great big rubber draft excluder. I saw yeah. some great films at the weekend. I've, <laughs> I watched my first ever 
Liam Neeson movies. Oh, yeah. He is good. I bet Matt... Matt, we get him on. He was good. Say, saying that, right, I'd seen The A-Team before. I don't count that as a film because that was just a mess. But I watched um, Non-Stop. For, uh, I watched Non-Stop. I thought that was so good. I then watched Unknown. Good movie. Good movies, Dennis. Yeah, I know, I know. If he's so tough, though, why is he an actor? Well, because from Northern Ireland, he's got to get out from somewhere. Yeah, I suppose so. I suppose he's good. He's had a tragedy in his life, hasn't he, Liam Neeson? He's had a tragedy in his life. Uh, but he's a blooming good actor. Yeah, he's good, he's good. If anyone can recommend any Liam Neeson movies, I'll be up for that. Uh, no, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a great one. For... You're not a great one, Dennis. No, That's well, me. Yeah, I'm, I'm poorly. And I'd like poorly. you to call me the great one from now on, please. Yeah, but just a minute. You were saying about Matt being ill in the morning. I'm ill in the morning, but what's the use of staying off work? I'm retired. So you go to work even though you're retired? No, do I? Hell, there's no point in being ill. So you don't even go into work? No, I'm saying there's no, re- no reason for me to say I'm ill. I don't want to go to work. Uh, let, right, I, hang on a second. Let me get this right. Are you ill or not? Am I, my mom, am I not or what? Are you ill or not? No. Well, then go to work. No, no, thank you very much. No, none of that. Anyway, Bunging off the state, you lazy old codger. The young lady who's... People like you make me puke. Just a minute. Is that, yeah? The young lady who takes you into this wardrobe full of clothes and says she's got nothing to wear. Yes. Well, what's the answer? Say, good, that's how I like it. Don't wear anything. Get Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much there. That's Dennis... Uh... J-Lo, we know where he is if you're interested. <sighs> yeah, you can have him, please. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. We seem to have a breakdown of communications with the travel. Um, she was sounding very peculiar previously. I think that the fact that some fella on Facebook has asked for mucky pics of Sammy Bruff has, uh, has gone to her head a little bit. Sammy, do you fancy uh, do you fancy doing a bit of the travel or are you not that bothered? Yeah? Sammy? Sammy? Hello. Hey, hey! Hello. Did you fancy it? Yes. Well, the M40 towards London. Where are you going, then? A lane closed. Uh, It's got a lane closed between Junction 3 for High Wycombe East, and that's causing delays from Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handicraft. I've got a wicked joke to do in a minute, Sammy. Don't let me forget the joke. Okay, then. On the M40 northbound, two lanes are closed at Junction 3 for the High Wycombe East Junction, and that's because of the accident as well that happened earlier. In Hockliffe, on the A5, that's been partially blocked in both directions because a lorry's broken down between Woburn Road and Lake. Road. A421 in Brogborough is now reopened again after the accident at the M1 junction 13 for Milton Keynes South where a van was on fire. And in Wendover on the A413 London Road, that's looking very slow on the speed sensors around uh, the Ellsborough Road for ro- the roadworks that are going on there. In Mill Hill on the A1 Watford Way, that's very busy between the Apex Corner and Mill Hill Circus. Smart the breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Go. Here we go. D- right, give okay. us the f- you got the tra- you read the travel, don't you? I um well I look at it on maps and on, on give cameras us, and. G- give Give us, the first bit of tra- give us the first bit of travel again, and it's a joke I've always wanted to do, and today I'm going to do it. Okay. Go, on, the, the f- on the M40 towards London, there's been an accident. Not that bit. Just get the accident <laughs> bit. Go on. About the- there are queues from Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handicross Roundabout. Why? Because you've got to do the thing about the lane being closed. Because there's a lane closed after an accident. <laughs> that early. poor lane, she's closed nearly every morning. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make sense. I bet there is someone called a lane. No, it place. makes no. Do the thing, but don't mention the accident. So do do the thing. <laughs> okay, go. On the M40 towards London, there's a lane closed. <laughs> that poor Elaine, she's closed every morning. That doesn't make sense. It does, mate. I'm with you, Sammy. No, <laughs> Kelly's with me, aren't you, Kels? Yeah, she's it always ma- with you. Yeah, Elaine. You always say Elaine. 
Elaine's closed. Oh, Elaine. Poor Elaine. I feel sorry for that woman called Elaine. She's never open. She's, ne- she's always closed. Okay. It's not a bad thing. <laughs> it, no, I think you're right. You're saying Elaine. Elaine. I'm saying... <laughs> oh, she's Irish, is she? I'm <laughs> saying Elaine, as in the woman's name. <laughs> it, do it again. But how can a lady be closed? Oh. <laughs> Someone have a word with her off air. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie, dearie. <laughs> right, 7.47. It's Monday, the 2nd of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Parents wanting to send their children to a new girls' academy in Luton are finding out this morning that the school won't be built. People living in Sandy say they still don't understand the rules about what they're allowed to leave on their relatives' graves. And on transfer deadline day, Tottenham are making a move to sign Delhi Ali from MK Dons, and BBC Suffolk have got their eye on me. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's a bitterly cold start out there this morning. Some places even down at minus six. So uh, that just tells you how cold it is. We have some ice and a widespread frost, but a bright start. Should see some blue sky and sunshine this morning. Perhaps a little more cloud through the day, but that's just going to turn the sunshine hazy. The temperature struggles, though. We're looking at a maximum of just four or five Celsius. So another cold day. Just a gentle northwesterly breeze, though, that will continue. Now, overnight tonight, another cold night once the sun sets it will get very cold very quickly. A hard frost, minimum temperature down to minus two. Clouds starting to increase through the middle part of the night could bring with it one or two wintry flurries, maybe a bit of snow mixed in there as well. For tomorrow morning, a chilly start, widespread frost, scattered wintry showers tomorrow, more cloud, not quite as sunny, but a maximum temperature again of five Celsius. And that's your forecast. Every weekday morning. Let me get on with your consumer problems. Should I expect this to last as a £350 TV or a £250 TV? Jonathan Vernon-Smith. Have you gone back to the retailer? I went and spoke to the company that you'd paid the money to. The JBS show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. So I emailed again and and reminded them of the statutory rights, which I've heard in your programme. If you need our help, email jvsshow at bbc.co.uk. They've backed down and they... They have put in writing to me that I no longer owe the money. And we could do the same for you. That's fantastic news. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Your team is fantastic because you look after the people. The JVS Show. Weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy uh, Braff, the uh, travel, excellent travel woman who puts up with so much bullying. She just called you up after the 7.45 bulletin, is that correct? She rang me at 7.49 and said, oh, just to let you know, I, I probably should have said sooner, I'm going to be late for that 7.45 bulletin and maybe the 8.45 one. And I said, OK, it's because of Kent. Well, there's no need to be like that. How can you retrospectively tell someone you're going to be late for something that's happened? We sort of already knew that she was going to be late when she wasn't there. There, that's the thing. Hey, here's a story we've been following uh, for quite a while. A number of Sandy families who've been told, families from Sandy, who've been told to remove ornaments, trinkets and other bits and pieces from their loved ones' graves. Well, if you remember, this started when the town council left notes on each plot, giving them a deadline to comply, after which time... 
the objects would be binned. Well, things have moved on a bit since, since then, but relatives say they're still a bit confused about what they can and they can't put on the graves. Uh, let's speak to uh, Trixie Smith. Morning, Trixie. Morning. Just remind us, you've, you've got several members of your family bu- uh, buried at the cemetery, yeah. haven't you? Who have you got there? Um, both my grandparents, my mum, my dad, my two brothers, my nephew and nieces, sister, sister-in-law, brother-in-law. Okay, so you got you got. This is a very special place for you. Yeah. Um, and were you one of the people that had? Um, I don't want to. Well, I, I say knickknacks. I, that's not demeaning. You know, you had, you had trinkets and bits and pieces on their graves. Did you? Um, well, uh, on my mother's is just a pot, and it's got like a windmill, a couple of solar lights, <clears throat> but they are all fixed. Is like you know, so right. they're not going anywhere. They're not causing a problem with maintenance. Okay. <clears throat> this is what the whole thing started was for. Is why can't we allow to? Ha- aren't we allowed to have items on the headstone so long as it's affixed to the plinth? And so, there, there were notes left on the, the graves, were they, saying, yeah. move this, well, otherwise it'll be binned? Yeah. They'll be disposed of. OK. Laminated notes, by the way, which we've probably paid for. Uh, so this has been going off quite a while, and uh, I know that there was kind of a, a stay of execution, if that's not too inappropriate well, yeah, because, phrase. Um, they set up a group of seven councillors to... Um, have a look at the rules and regulations of the cemetery and amend any that needed. And we were under the impression, we should watch, they gave us the impression that they were going to amend some of the rules to allow this. Well, last Monday we went to the meeting and um, according to what says it says on here, which is like as clear as mud, all items, or any items, does it, or all, any items left must be on the plinth and must be secure, which is fair enough. And then it goes on to say you can't have plastic, you can't have glass. Well, we understand you can't have glass or ceramics or anything, but plastic. I asked the councillor at the beginning of the week, can we have solar lights? He said, if they're plastic, no. But they're actually saying on their new new amended regulations, yes, you can have plastic. Oh, you can't have plastic. We've got a statement from uh, the Mayor of Sandy, Councillor Will Jackson, who has told us that he won't come on the programme until the full town council meeting, which I think is at the beginning of March. It's the 2nd of March. 2nd of March. Okay, well, we'll we'll, we'll do our best to get both of you on uh, on the 3rd of March. But he said in a statement, ornaments... Solar lights, etc., are okay if they're fixed to the headstone plinth. If the items are dangerous and offensive, they'll be removed. Yeah, this is what we said from the beginning. The council just don't listen. With what we said from the beginning of this uh, last August was, we understand if it's on the plinth, right, it should be left alone. What we're trying to say is, we understand it shouldn't be all around everywhere and stuck in the grass and it shouldn't be glass. We understand all that and we understand nothing that causes any problems with the maintenance should be around them. And we agree with the council. If it's all over the place, move it, take it away, you know. But if it's on the plinth itself, this is what the argument was from day one, why can't we have them? There are some people, I remember we've discussed this before, Trixie, and we had lots of phone calls and emails, a lot, lot of people supporting you. Yeah. But also some people going, well, it looks a bit naff, and I wouldn't want to go and visit my loved ones at a cemetery that had windmills and solar lights and, and things that looked a bit naff on there. What would you say to those people? I'd say they obviously haven't got anyone in a cemetery at all, anywhere, obviously, especially not Sandy. I mean, Sandy's really pretty. And it's it's just a nice, sedate place, and it is pretty. There's not naff things all over the place, you know what I mean? Where where someone has not long passed away, or recently or so, you know, 
you've just got like a cross and people do put stuff down which are allowed to do for two years yeah right without you know before they get um a stone put up and i did actually ask at the time of them um, this started could they make you know a, could they make something that's um allowing people that can't afford headstones to have something there and they've done that which wasn't in place before, but they've done it now. So you you, you don't think, uh, and this is just, you know, in, in response to some of the people we've had, you don't think that, that leaving solar lights and, and, and plastic trinkets and, and, and windmills no. and things is naff? You don't think that's naff? No. You think it looks respectful? OK. If they're on the headstone and, you know, you know, if it's not just bunged on them any old house, so long as they're put on their tidy, like my yeah. mother's one is, it's like, it's lovely. Tidy windmills, yeah, of course. Yeah. You, 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 obviously, it's your mum's grave, and you're going you're gonna to take a lot of time uh, and care so of it. So is everyone. Everyone that's got a loved one is going to make the grave tidy. They're not going to rubbish all over it. Are you going to go to this meeting, Trixie, next month? Oh, of course I am. What are you going to say? Well, we're not allowed to speak. We're, oh, you, you, another you one can, of those. You can allow to speak at the beginning of the meeting, right. but you're not allowed to speak about anything on the agenda. But nothing on the agenda is... There's no, you can't... Everything on the agenda is after you're allowed to speak. All right. After that, you're not allowed to speak. You've got to shut up. Well, listen, we're going to... The, 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 the Mayor of Sandy, Will Jackson, has told us that he will come on after the, the council meeting. So why don't we see... If, if, if that meeting's on the 2nd, why don't we see if on the 3rd we can get you, if you're up for it, and we'll yeah, see if we can get the, be, the, yeah. the Mayor, Will Jackson, on as well. He won't come on. Well, he, he said he would. He said he would. So I have to, I have to give him the benefit of the doubt on this okay. one. Trixie, listen, it's good to talk to you. Thank you very much indeed. I'd love your thoughts on this. Do you think things like that look a, 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 a bit naff? bit cheap. Remember the, the reason we kind of were reminded of this story, there was a story in the papers last week, wasn't there? Yeah. About a, a, a mum of a stillborn baby who had, if I remember correctly, had pink gravel on the grave and other bits and pieces. I think the headstone might have been pink as no, well. No, it was a normal headstone but it had pink writing. That was it. And then there were other sort of keepsakes there. And she was told to, to, to move it and um, I, pff, I can see both sides of, the, both sides of it. The problem is if it's down to everyone's tastes yeah. and we are respectful of everyone's feelings, it's free-for-all, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I, 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 just, I remember that the incident with, with Sandy, it was handled um, not particularly sensitively in, in the way that it was done. I would love your thoughts on this. Putting things on people's graves, um, like lighthouses and uh, windmills and solar lights and, and things like that, is it dollies? Is it a bit naff? Would you be upset if the grave next to your nan or your husband had bits and pieces on 08459 four double five five double five. You got any, you're looking as though you have Texas. Uh, I've got a few. Go on. Uh, this is mostly sports day ones, though, which oh. don't seem to chime No, it's well. fine. We, 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 we're asking how did you get out of sports day? OK, Helen from Milton Keynes. I got out of sports by being completely useless. Also banned from javelin. Banned. Because hey. I just missed the teacher when I threw it. Did anyone ever actually get stabbed by a javelin? Or was that, that just the rumour at every school that someone had thrown a javelin when oh. someone was walking in past and it had stabbed them through the shoulder? Javelin etiquette is that you never throw the pointy end where someone's walking, do you? Well, but th- we were always told that someone had had a javelin through their shoulder. Or have their eye out. Yeah. Did that ever happen? I don't know. If you've ever had a javelin in your body, through your shoulder, give us a call. Hit someone else with a discus, knocked over all the hurdles instead of jumping over them, etc. Teacher said I was too enthusiastic, so made me sit gay out, which suited me because I preferred reading, says Helen. 08459 four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The accident on the M40 earlier is still causing some problems. Towards London, there's a lane close. There's queues from Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handicross Roundabout to Junction 3 for High Wycombe East. And northbound, there are delays from Junction 2 for Beckhamsfield towards Junction 3 for High Wycombe East because of that accident. 
On the M1 southbound, the car's broken down at Junction 12 for Flittick, so two lanes are closed, and that's causing queues from Junction 13 for Bedford. In Hockliffe, on the A5, that's been partially blocked in both directions between Woburn Road and Leighton Road because a lorry's broken down. And in Hamill Hempstead, on the A41 southbound, there are queues from Two Waters Road towards the M25 Junction 20 for Kings Langley. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Bunking off of games. Sick voices. And trinkets on graves. What do you reckon? Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Eight o'clock, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, plans for a girls' academy in Luton are blocked. Inquest begins into death during arrest in High Wycombe and three seriously injured after a car crash in Bedfordshire. BBC Three Counties Radio. Plans to open a girls' academy in Luton have been blocked by the Department for Education. The government says its founders have failed to meet the rigorous criteria needed for a free school to open. Our reporter Paul Scoynes has been at the derelict site on the edge of Berry Park where the academy was supposed to be built. The interior of some of the buildings here is totally uninhabitable, you know, the floors are completely shot through, there's no way that you could use it certainly as a school Uh, and indeed that may be one of the reasons that contributed to the government on Friday sending a letter to the local MP saying it was pulling out of the deal. An inquest begins today into the death of a man after his arrest in High Wycombe. It's nearly seven years since Sabee Buller died. Jane Killick reports. The 39-year-old was among a group of people stopped and searched by police in a car park. While he was being restrained, the father of three went into cardiac arrest. Doctors carrying out a post-mortem later found a package of cocaine in his throat. The inquest is due to begin this morning at Beaconsfield Coroner's Court. The family of the Australian journalist Peter Grester says they're ecstatic he's been freed from prison in Egypt. The Al Jazeera reporter had spent more than a year in detention on charges of spreading false news. Peter Grester's father says they want his colleagues freed as well. While obviously Peter is foremost in our mind, uh, let it be known that we think about them uh, still every moment uh, of the day. And, uh, and expect that uh, they will be able to have a jubilant moment like this very, very soon. The police have praised people at Dunstable Rugby Club who helped at the scene of a road crash on Saturday. Three people are still in a serious condition following the accident at Thorn Turn. Danny Bailey reports. The accident happened at about half past two between a black Audi driven by a woman with three children and a grey Ford Fiesta with a man and a woman. Two air ambulances were needed to fly them to Adambrooks Hospital. The police say people at the rugby club helped before the emergency services arrived and are appealing for anyone else who may have seen what happened to come forward. People living in Sandy say they still don't know what they're allowed to put on relatives' graves. The town council had said that trinkets, toys, ornaments and lighting aren't permitted. However, ahead of a decision next month, they've now said the suitability of memorabilia will be decided by the cemetery supervisor. In sport, it's transfer deadline day and Tottenham are now in the running to sign MK Dons midfielder Delhi Alley. Luton Town could make further signings, having signed former Southend and Leeds winger Ryan Hall on Saturday. And 
the weather will be cold but staying dry with sunshine this morning, turning cloudy this afternoon and top temperatures around 3 degrees Celsius. That's 37 degrees Fahrenheit. You can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Ah, thank you, Lee. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Catherine, what yes. are we talking about? We're talking about how you skived off games, the excuses you gave. Yeah. And speaking of skiving off, it's World Sick Day or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised you're in. It's, it's, it's bunking off work, sicky day. I never bunk off. I'm always Mate, then why is your, laid low by sickness. Why is your, you're laid low by Stress. acting? Why is your na- nickname Sick Note? Because you're cruel. That would be that's 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 a fair summary. Yeah, yeah. So we reckon there are two kinds of sick voice. Yep. When you phone up and give your boss the uh, bad news that you won't be joining them today. Mm-hmm. Either the sexy voice or the poo voice, <laughs> which is yours. If you want to phone up and uh, bunk off work today, you're more than welcome to. Uh, and Graves yeah. as well. We just uh, heard from uh, one person who has several members of her family buried in a cemetery in Sandy. Should you be allowed to put what you want on your loved one's grave? Tony seems to think so on the text. Why don't people leave grieving people be? They grieve in different ways, just as people live different ways. Let them grieve how they need to. It's maybe all they have to live for. Hey, we got a young person. No, Yay! don't... don't but, uh, M- local MP in gagging child for Rory. No. <laughs> 08459 455 555. And that is an excellent book, by the way. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Look at that. I, I do think we should have more... Listen, by the way, on Fridays we open the doors uh, to, to everybody between half past seven and eight o'clock. And boy, oh boy, have we had some talented young people coming in first thing in the... Speaking of talented young people... Hello. Scoins, do you know any talented young people? No, I don't know any young people. <laughs> I'm too old for that. Uh, listen, we're talking... Uh, 08459 455 555 is the... I didn't the, say the script. Sorry, I put a script and questions in and everything. Uh, we'll, we'll just... We'll freestyle it. OK. It's absolutely fine. We're talking about this, this school in inverted commas. I say inverted commas because... Well, it looks like it's not going to happen. It's a Luton Academy that was approved by uh, the government last year, has had its plans thrown out uh, by the government, even though it was due to open this year, September. Uh, BBC Three Counties can reveal that senior government ministers said Luton Girls Academy was not making enough progress. Well, you've been there this morning, Paul. I've seen the photos. (laughs) In, In physical terms of having a property... It was making no progress. That's <laughs> all. There's nothing there. There's, a, there's an old lock-up, and that's it. That literally is it. It's a, uh, a big concrete slab on an industrial estate with uh, big piles of sand everywhere. And um, yeah, they, that was that was that, that was it. And unfortunately, uh, the government s- just saw that as not making enough progress. Give us the background to this story: when it was approved, and what exactly it was going to be. In May last year, this was when Michael Gove, at the time, uh, who was the Education Secretary back then approved uh, this and a number of schools around the country. Um, this was a plan for uh, a, a, a secondary academy, basically, from yeah. age 11 up to age 18. They were first going to have 120 pupils uh, come into the school uh, in the first role, and that was then going to obviously progress through to sixth form. Um, my understanding was that only 60 uh, pupils had signed up so far. Perhaps parents were a little bit uh, unsure about what was going to happen. Um, 
small numbers but there had been several open evenings of which we were invited to and then not invited to yes we were uninvited we were uninvited and um uh, and the website had sporadic updates so the last update uh well there have been there had been one saying where it was going to be but the last update proper was back in october when they put a press release that was actually published in june uh, and the schools minister lord nash has basically said um we're withdrawing all support for this yeah that's right on friday evening a letter was sent out to uh, local MP saying that uh, this was uh, not making sufficient progress. It hadn't uh, fulfilled the, quote, rigorous criteria needed uh, in order to progress, and it was withdrawing its application. Now, uh, you asked earlier on about whether or not funding had gone to the school already. Mm. My understanding is throughout a free school application process, there is uh, a uh, £20,000 sort of fee which is paid to somebody to start that process. Mm. That certainly used to be the case. Uh, when Barnfield were applying for uh, free schools around Bedfordshire. So I don't know whether or not that money has gone to them, but indeed okay. that money now has been, uh, well, not that money, but any funding money for this school in the long term has been taken away. Paul, so there, we're joined by uh, Luton South MP Gavin Shuka. Gavin, what did you know about this school? Because they were reluctant to talk to us. Did, did, um, did the, they talk to you? No, they've been hugely reluctant. I mean, you know, the, the, there are two issues here. The first issue, fairly obviously, um, is the quality of the application in the first place. But the second issue, and the far bigger one for me, is how the Department for Education can get into a situation where it approves a free school and then pulls it six months before. You know, this is a major U-turn, um, and it's happening at a time where we've got major pl- uh, pressure on our school places. They obviously wanted to get these free schools out the door. They weren't looking at the quality of them. And now there are parents that have applied to this school who haven't even been told yet, I've been told, they've not been told yet, they'll be hearing it on the radio for the first time this morning, uh, that their children are not going to be going to this school. And we've got a major school places problem. You know, we could have sorted this out five years ago, we haven't, and we've ended up with no additional capacity over this parliament. I, I have to say, it does sound like you've, you've, you've switched ever so slightly into pre-election mode, and that you're not... I mean, because the free schools, in, in essence, they are a good idea, aren't they? No, I don't, I don't think they are, personally. I think you should put schools in the place where there is need of places. So, for example, um, over the last 13 years before we got to this point, we managed to basically track the number of places in Luton schools with the number of pupils that are required. That stalled in 2010. I went in and met with education minister said, look, your policies combined will mean that we do not have enough places. Please, will you allow us to build, as a local authority, schools so that we've got enough places? They've turned that down. They've looked for desperate ways to try and fill the capacity. And this has shown us that those policies just don't work. The school was, uh, this is what strikes me as odd, the school was going to be run by Ace Trust Limited, which is, what kind of business is that? It's not an education business, is it, Paul? It's well, it's, it's just a, a company, but the, the one of the, the directors of that company was uh, a director of a wealth management company in London. Zaka Leakat um, was uh, was one of the directors. The principal of the school was to be Saika Leakat. Um... It just, it does strike me as odd, uh, Gavin, that, that, that the people who are planning to to set up a school could be so vague and could be so um, reluctant to get the BBC, you know, a local radio station right. that could have benefited them on side, and also the local MP as well. You'd think that they would be kind of knocking on both of our doors. I think all of that, and I think all of this adds to the chaos around the project, the fact that it was really not very transparent at all what was going on. You know, we didn't even know where the site was going to be. Um, it's only through rumour that we've kind of established that it's basically an industrial estate. But that's the problem 
with these free school projects. You know, you are you are casting around for volunteers to come forward and set up schools as opposed to leaving it in the hands of educational professionals who know that we have got a major school places problem and we need to respond to it. Now, you can uh, say what you like about the ideology of it. What you can't say is that this has worked. You know, we were going to have um, additional high school capacity through building schools for the future. All of that was cancelled. Mm. The free schools were meant to come in and set, fill in the void. Five years on, show me a free school in Luton. It's not happened. What happens to the, um, the pupils, Gavin, and the parents? Well, at this stage, it's really unclear. So as I just said, um, you know, I was informed on Friday night at 5pm, which is the time that you bury bad news in government, um, that this school project was not going to go ahead. Um, Bear in mind that uh, parents will apply in October. They'll get their letters saying what they've got in March. So there's now a four or five week gap. And there's no guarantee in this area, Biscuit, Dallow, Chorney, Saints, the largely um, Asian area in the centre of Luton, that they will be able to get their their kids into a school nearby they're probably likely to be bussed now up to Stopsley or Ashcroft or elsewhere and that is a real impact on families and it's totally avoidable Paul? Well I haven't managed to speak since Friday night to Luton Borough Council but previously we had asked them about what would happen if the school didn't go ahead and what would you know, be the future for the people who were going to the school and they did say that they were planning to uh, make some places available in other schools to uh, soak up demand if parents change their mind or if indeed the school didn't go ahead but again as we, we don't know where those places might be we don't know which schools they might attend we've had an email from a teacher who wants to remain anonymous who suggests that this may have been um a, a, a faith school by stealth by its location um and uh, the, the site in Berry park means the school is mainly for muslim students despite its open door policy um the school has on its website a statement that includes the phrase inclusive yet diverse community um could there be any truth in that? Do you think, Gavin, that this was this was could, could have been a faith school by stealth? I mean, the reality of the catchment that it was going to draw from would be it would be uh, a very highly proportion of um, Asian Muslim yeah. students, and actually it was a girls' school as well. And we we know from the polling that um, particularly traditional Asian families would prefer to send their kids to single set schools. So uh, there is some truth in that. Bear in mind, though, it would have been a school within the state system, yeah, yeah. just like those schools in Birmingham. Funnily enough, mm. none of which, by the way, was faith schools. Mm. The ones where there were concerns raised, it was much more about the catchment that they drew from that the schools began to reflect the cultural practices of the parents there. Some of the photographs on the website from the open days and from the uh, uh, sort of open meeting that they had at the uh, Luton Shopping Centre um, showed uh, you know, p- pupils of various backgrounds. Mm. It wasn't just uh, Asian, okay. Asian girls. Um, OK, uh, listen, thank you very much uh, for coming in, Gavin. Nice to see you, Paul. Excellent work there. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. And I don't like it very much. Oh, no, oh, no. He swallowed my toe, he swallowed my toe. Oh, gee, oh, gee. He's up to my knee, he's up to my knee. Oh, fiddle, oh, fiddle. He's reached my middle, he's reached my middle. Oh, heck, oh, heck. He's up to my neck, he's up to my neck. Oh, dread, oh, dread. He swallowed my... Oh, wait.
555. Got any texts, Catherine? Let's have a look. Let's have a little look, see, see what we've got. Uh, we should be m- more concerned that we are forbidden to speak at council meetings. Oh, this is off the back of the, uh, the update we gave oh. about Sandy Graves. Um, where you're not allowed to put trinkets there anymore unless they are. There is, a, isn't down. there a mechanism that for speak? I, I, we'll speak to Paul about this maybe after half. There is a mechanism for allowing pe- members of the public to speak at council meetings, isn't there? And, and raising issues. I think they're allowed to speak at the beginning, but then there are certain procedures, I guess. I suppose you have to follow procedures, otherwise it would be a, a l'anarchie. It would be the l'anarchie. Uh, that's from Janet. She says they're elected to be accountable to residents. Good luck to Tina. Uh, Sharon says Sandy Council should not back down because there's only a few who want to clutter their family's grave. Most people like the cemetery to look neat and tidy be interesting to know what the percentage is do you think it's naff to put um, uh, um, uh, windmills bits and pieces lights dollies on graves 08459 455 555 travel news for beds hearts and bugs BBC Three Counties Radio there is still long delays on the M40 in both directions. Towards London, there are queues from Junction 5 for Stoke and Church to Junction 3 for High Wycombe East. And northbound, there are queues from Junction 2 for Beaconsfield towards Junction 3 for High Wycombe East after an accident there earlier. Two lanes are closed, still northbound. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's very busy between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 18 for Chorleywood. And the M1 southbound is very slow from Junction 13 for Bedford and to Junction 12 for Flittick after a vehicle's broken down there. On the A5 in Hockliffe, that's partially blocked in both directions because because the lorry's broken down between Woburn Road and Leighton Road. The A1 Great North Road's very slow southbound from the Black Cat Roundabout to the Kim Bolton turn-off. And on the trains, Great Northern and First Capital Connect services have 20-minute delays between Hitchin and Cambridge as because of a problem at a level crossing. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. It doesn't work if it's two lanes. It doesn't, know. It has but to it be... it doesn't work. Yeah, don't, to be no, honest, I don't get your joke. It's... It, a lane's closed. She's always closed, but two lanes is not a woman's name. It could be. Two lanes. Right, th- thanks, thanks, thanks. <laughs> Unbelievable. Eight sixteen. It's uh, 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 Monday, the second of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Parents planning on sending their children to a girls' academy in Luton are finding out this morning that the school won't be built. People in Sandy say they still don't understand the rules about what they're allowed to leave on their relatives' graves. And on transfer deadline day, Tottenham are making a move to sign Delhi Ali from Milton Keynes Dons. BBC Three Counties Radio. What's going on, Wheeler? How are you? Um, what's going on? I wasn't expecting to see you. Uh, no, Jonathan is uh, being relayed this morning or this afternoon, so uh, he's does, unable what to... Do, what does that mean? He's relayed. Uh, he's being relayed. He's having his, uh, his charismatic country... National Sicky Day today. Mm. Guess what he's doing? Mm. Yes. I'm Jonathan Vernon Smith. I can't come in. A very, a very late night on the Pinot, and uh, he calls in sick. But there you are. You've got me. I should do the best I can. What's going on? This is all we can do. What you got? What you got? Um, very interesting the story we discussed this morning uh, about the residents in Sandy in Bedfordshire as to whether or not they should be allowed to put ornaments on their family's graves. I know this started was it last year that laminated notices, as you said, yep. were, were put on the graves. And it seemed from this morning you spoke to local resident Trixie Smith, who said she wanted to put, was it plastic windmills and, and solar lighting on yep. the grave? That's all she wanted to do. She's got a number of family members, I think five or six family members in this graveyard. And she says that despite having a public meeting, 
She's still not really clear as to whether or not she'll be allowed to do so. So there's another meter in March. And um, this morning, uh, I will be asking whether or not you should be able to put whatever you want on your family's graves. Uh, after all, they are your family. Uh, whether it's a matter of taste for other people is a different issue. Surely if you're going to the, grave, uh, the graveyard to see your relative... It's really what's important to you. You're not going to look at other people's graves. You're going to look at your own. And um, whilst an action figure or whatever it is that you want to put on the grave may not be suitable for everyone, if it means something to you, should you be allowed to do it? Our Sandy Town Council being too heavy-handed, 08459 555 Every weekday from 12. We're talking to Alice Jones uh, about her journey, which has uh, landed her in the arms of Youthscape. When I was five, my dad left our family. It's your first inclination to go, oh, I must have done something naughty. Nick Coffer. I was in a really vulnerable place. The people at Youthscape, it is literally their job to show you that they love you and care about you and whatever you're going through. Every day my job's a privilege, but every once in a while it's an even bigger privilege because I get to meet people like you. Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. There once was a wealthy man who had a wonderful idea To bring children from all places with all kinds of faces Together into a sailing ship There were 40 boys and girls They would sail their ship around the globe So they called it Just three weeks from shore when a hurricane bore down. The waves were big as mountains. They felt they would surely drown. They jumped into the lifeboats, rolled away from the wreck. They didn't count them, they hadn't time. Five children were left behind. The children fought the storm all night and finally fell asleep. was a watchful pair of eyes and living in the valley were people lost in time ruled over by a tyrant whose face was in a mask the children must defeat him so they can escape at last from the lost islands the lost islands oh I've never bought suede boots before they're going to be tricky to maintain are they no they're not at all as long as you spray them I've got some spray so bring it in hey yeah bring it in yeah Catherine found some boots for me Lynn do you wear suede Lynn uh, no. Oh, I've never, I've never been brave enough to wear suede boots. But I treated myself. They come in this week. Ordered them from John Lewis online. They'll be here later on this week. I've had an expensive weekend, Lynn. My first of all, my um, uh, my hole in my shoe that was letting in water, letting in water. So I had to order some boots. Then my radio alarm clock broke. So I've had to order a new radio alarm clock. Then my watch broke on the same day. Oh, that's your three things. So you're all right. Now. Well, yeah, but get this right. So you know that I broke my screen on my phone the other day? Mm. Right, well, maybe you don't. It cost me 80 quid for mine. Well, uh, 50 quid in cost cutters. But I broke my screen on my phone, right? I broke, I broke it about a month ago, got it fixed, 60 quid, broke it immediately after. 
left it, and then the screen died. Had to get it fixed. 50 quid. So far, we're on 110 quid. I got it fixed on Sunday. I was in a hotel on Friday. The bedside table was loose. I put the phone on the bedside table. Wallop, it fell off. It cracked the screen, and it broke the uh, radio alarm clock. Oh, dear. I'd stay home if I were you. I'm going to stay home. This is the, I think I'm going to stay home. Anyway, Lynn, you've not called in to uh, hear about uh, my, my sad life. Uh, I'm wh- very sorry about your life. Thank you. I, but, but, trust me, Lynn, so am I. What have you got? You want to talk about the graves, didn't you? Yes. Go on. Um, I mean, I haven't got a, a, a child or anything that's died, anything terrible like that, but I can imagine it must be awful. And I was looking across the world at different how people do their graves, and... I really think the council should stop making such a fuss. Really? Yes. I mean, if you look at graves across the world, some of them have, like, little houses on them. Are you proposing we go Mexican, Lynn? Yeah, amazing. And some people just have... You know, we're lucky we have graveyards. In some countries, they hoist little (laughs) coffins up trees. Oh, no, don't. You're breaking my heart. But that's what they do. Well, they leave the coffin in the tree. It's very precious, and they they hoist... What country is that? Um... Um, Some backwater. Well, it is, yes, but I can't remember now. Do you know what they do? They have very tall trees. Oh, okay. And they have a special tree, and anybody under 12 that oh, dies, they dear. get... But Lynn, are you saying, because I notice you're talking about um, uh, 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 children, are you talking specifically for children's graves? I think really for children's graves, because that is the most emotional thing, isn't it? I know graves are emotional, but um, children's graves in particular, they should be allowed to put what they want on their grave. Who cares? You know, it's something special to them. But doesn't there have to be a limit, though, Lynn? Because you say they can put what oh, they yeah. want. Well, I then mean, they could I've have plastic car parks and scale extra yeah. sets. Blow up Homer Simpson. Well, Olaf I balloons. like it. It would be incredibly tacky. But if it's important to that little person that's died and the, and the, and the parents or family associate with that, what's wrong with that? Well, the thing is, though, it, 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 I can't phrase this without sounding cold. It isn't imp- important to that person that's died because they're dead. We only put these trinkets, and I'm not. I'm trying my best to sit on the fence on this one because I don't quite know what I think. But these trinkets are only there for us, for the people that go and s- yeah, the living it's, people. It's part of the grieving process, isn't it? You know, and you've got to go through that. And I think that they that they say something like two years before you uh, put put a headstone or whatever. And and it would be nice if they did come up with something that people could put after that period that is special to them, but, you know, maybe not the Eiffel Tower and a load of stuff. When I was... When I was... uh, I always thought that the thing that was so special on graves was the headstone, but more importantly was the words on the headstone. That... Shouldn't that be the key factor, Lynn? The words that you choose to inscribe on the headstone? Yes, but now you're, you're very restricted. In, in the 1800s and things, they had some wonderful things on gravestones, you know, like here, here lies the old lush, lush you know, yep. glad she's dead. We can't, obviously, we don't do things <laughs> like that anymore. Oh, by the way, if you want to walk through Highgate Cemetery and read some of the best headstones in the world, yeah, it's fantastic. fantastic. <laughs> I got an email from April. Um, personally, I think that the graves should remain clear. Sadly, I'm sure sure there'll be quite a few that think this way but dare not speak out for the backlash that will follow. I'm sure I'm not the only one that's silent on this. And then she's done a sad emoticon. And there's a text through here from Mick who says, I have relations in Saudi Cemetery and I wouldn't want to see cheap rubbish on the graves. The rules have always been no items on the grass and it should stay that way. I don't know. I don't know the answer to this one, Lynn. No, it's sad, isn't it? I mean, I think there's far more important things in the world than that. Lynn, thank you very much indeed. You say that, but then if it's mum's grave, if it's your son's grave, if it's your sister's grave, then that is important. 
Well, well it is important to a lot of people. I mean, I, 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 I've got a neighbour who's really messy. Oh yeah, fr- fridge fridge magnet. Yeah, she's got a skip now, and she's Not piled stuff up next to the um, skip. Okay. Which is last time I was there, it was quite tidy. Mm. She had a clean up. Uh, well, anyway, I it, but hurt the outside. If you want to know what the inside of Catherine's house looks like, go and look at the outside of her next door neighbour's house. <laughs> at least I keep it to myself. <laughs> but you know, when it's windy, stuff blows along the street. It's the first thing you see you to turn in, and I can imagine that if you are going to pay your respects to someone in your family and you're next to something like that, yeah, it's not only a distraction; it's a bit of an eyesore. Is it, it, is it? That's assuming they've gone OTT. Okay. Are we being snobs? Yeah. Oh. What's wrong with that? Oh. Oh, that's a brave new uh, conversation. <laughs> What's wrong with being a snob? Well, it's, it's, it's built on nothing apart from your own prejudices. Yeah. So? You got what, me. What, what is the definition of a well-tended grave? One is that is kept clean and tidy yeah. and is cared for and respected. So uh, if you're doing that, then it can be... I can imagine people will be a bit annoyed if they see someone who's got, you know, what looks like a souvenir shop next door. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. If you uh, uh, want to give us a call, you can send us a text as well. 813 uh, three. Start your text 3CR. Sorry, I'm just watching a video that Mr T has sent me. I know. Someone coming a cropper with a javelin. Where does the... Oh, it's in his back! Oh, it's an official Olympics event in Rome. Oh, he survive? Well, yeah. You say now, so yeah, I'd imagine You so. retweeted that. I'm retweeting that. Thank you, Mr T. Flipping it. Well, I, I bet that got him off games for a while. We're talking about how you skived off games. Well, this fella got a javelin in the back. Either that's really unlucky or that guy's an excellent aim. I've also, um, off the back of something you said earlier, I've been inspired for another oh. phone-in. I know it's late late in the day, but you yeah, know, we haven't got, let's be nothing honest, else is going. We haven't got many other calls, so yeah. Oh. Double fixes. Sorry, Kelly, was that a yawn? No, I just watched it. Oh. You had it fixed once the next day, or very, very soon afterwards, you had to have it fixed again. Windscreen. Uh, yeah. Hey, and you know who you shouldn't go to get your windscreen done by? I'm not going to say the company name. Oh, them? Yeah. It's probably because, because they always say, get your insurance. Oh, I don't want to claim all my insurance, thanks very much. So you do it through them privately, 500 quid. You phone up Joe Bloggs to do it, 140 quid. Oh, mine cost about that. Through right. them? I think so. Tell me what? the name of the company. They, they charge me about 600 quid. Well, you've probably got an expensive car. I've got a Polo. Is it expensive? No, it's a Polo. Because mine's got a lot of glass. So yeah. I think mine would be more expensive. Fair play. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are hour-long delays on the M40 towards London from Junction Five for Stoke and Church to Junction Three for the High Wycombe East because of an accident, and there's still a lane closed there. On the M40 northbound, two lanes are closed from uh, Junction Three for High Wycombe East, that's causing delays from Junction Two for Beaconsfield. And the M25 anti-clockwise is looking very slow on the speed sensors from Junction 24 for Potters Bar to Junction 23 for the A1M. In Hockcliffe on the A5, that's still partially blocked in both directions between Woburn Road and Leighton Road because a lorry's broken down. And in former former Common Road has been closed between Black Park Road and Alderbourne Lane because of ice on the road. On the trains, First Capital Connect and Great Northern services have 20-minute delays between Hitchin and Cambridge. That's because of a problem at a level crossing. Smart the breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half 
Last eight, I'm Liak. Knew the headlines. Parents planning on sending their children to a girls' academy in Luton this September are finding out this morning that the school won't be built. The Department for Education says it's failed to meet the rigorous criteria needed for a free school. An inquest begins today into the death of a man during his arrest in High Wycombe nearly seven years ago. 39-year-old Habib Ullo was being searched by police in a car park when he went into cardiac arrest. And people in Sandy say they still don't know what they're allowed to put on relatives' graves. The town council says that trinkets and toys aren't permitted, but the final decision will be made by the cemetery supervisor. The weather will be cold but staying dry with sunshine this morning, turning cloudy this afternoon. Top temperatures around 3 degrees Celsius. That's 37 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's transfer deadline day and Tottenham are now in the running to sign MK Dons midfielder Delhi Alley. It was expected he'd move to Newcastle for around £4 million. Elsewhere, Watford are hoping to sign a defender and a midfielder. Wickham Wanderers want to keep hold of goalkeeper Matt Ingram and may add a striker to their squad. Luton Town have signed Ryan Hall on an 18-month contract after his release from Rotherham United. The 27-year-old previously played for Hatters boss John Still at Dagenham. Luton first Team coach Hekinor Etin hopes the former MK Dons winger will make a significant contribution to the club. He has the ability to to make things happen. He's got good feet, good pace. He can run at people. You know, um, he's definitely a plus for us. And I hope his stay at Kenilworth Road is a fruitful one that he adds to what we've already got and helps us push on. Stuart Pearce has left his position as Manchester uh, manager of Nottingham Forest. He's been replaced by the former Forest striker Dougie Friedman. Andy Murray says he's disappointed that he let himself get distracted by Novak Djokovic during the Australian Open final. He lost to the world number one in four sets, but he believes it was still a good tournament overall. There's been a great, great couple of weeks compared with where I was a couple of months ago. Night, night and day, really. I mean, playing way, way better and almost every part of my, my game moving better physically I feel better and more more confident um, more belief and finally the New England Patriots beat champion Seattle Seahawks by 28 points to 24 in Arizona to win the Super Bowl title BBC Three Counties News and Sport more at 9 o'clock Call 08459 455 555 BBC Three Counties Radio Ian, who I'll be honest, Ian, um, Ian gives good tweet. Ian Gervin gives good tweet. I think the people behind this free school in Luton should team up with Tina Beloved Powerful. Right. Unstoppable. Wow. Well, uh, controversial. Quite stoppable. <laughs> On both counts, it would turn out very stoppable. Catherine, we've not got many phone calls, and that's fine. They don't always. You can go fishing, you can dangle your worm, but they're not always going to bite it. Sometimes they don't fancy your worm. Sometimes they it. don't want to see their little worm wiggling away in front of their mouths. They won't. They won't take a bite of it, and that is absolutely fine. We've still had fun fishing. Yeah, we still have fun sitting on the riverbank, dangling our worms in the water. And talking. And talking. And that's been fun. If we catch fish, bonus. Hmm? If we, bonus. If we don't catch fish, we've still had fun fishing. Well, you've got a whopper there, Paul. Paul? Hello. Morning, Paul. What you got for us? 
Well, this thing about people pulling sick days and having days off for being sick, I think that we, we, we've got a solution for this. And that is where if, if we'd be allowed like two or three national world days a year, where you wake up in the morning and you, you know, you think to yourself, I just feel great, I feel really good, I don't fancy going to work. So you phone your boss up, so I'm having one of my national world days a year. There, now listen, you jo- you're joking about this, but... This I'm has not been, joking, I'm no, serious. Well, this has been suggested before. It's called a duvet day. Have you heard of this? There was talk a couple of yeah. years ago of having a duvet day where you can just phone up and say, do you know what? I, I don't, I, I'm going to lay in bed today and I don't fancy coming in. And you just phone up. And you yeah, have like never, three of them a year. I never heard of it being referred to as a duvet day, but I really do think it'd be, you know, it's, it's a serious issue. And, and, and you know, it's quite acceptable, really, isn't it? I think, as, as, you know, we all work hard and we, we earn the right for it, really. Well, I think, don't you think so? We, d- we don't all work hard, do we, Catherine? Uh, I do. I work extremely hard. I would love a, do you know, if, if I woke up one day and felt full of the joys of spring, I would feel like doing something other than working. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. I'm a miserable git and I never feel um, joyful. No, and because he is, well, then, then it makes me. Well, then you should, if you're miserable getting and you never feel that great, then you should be allowed to be paid to not have them days off. Hmm? Cop the money <laughs> instead of the day off. I like it. When are you standing for election? Uh, probably Green Party. Probably. Well, yeah, the Green Party, who we all liked until we realised, actually, they don't just want to save the planet, they want to disband the army and allow you to be a member of ISIS. But it's your choice. I don't think they do. <laughs> no, I need to read that. But do you know what, I must start. Do you know what I'm going to do this, this election? Are I'm you going to be really careful about talking about political parties? <laughs> no, I'm going to vote for... And you should vote for... I'm going to read the manifestos this year. I never read the manifestos. I'm going to have a look, honestly, because it's this, this election. I'm up for having a look. All right, then. Well, could, actually, could you read them for me and give me, like, the bullet points? Run down, yeah, I'll do that. Because um, this election is actually... Uh, elections, let's be honest, guys, I mean, they're really boring, yeah? We know that. This one's going to be quite interesting. because it's, it's like the weakest link. There'll be loads <laughs> of them. <laughs> not, the, not the talks, not the... Um, I'm not going to watch the discussions, what they call it, the conversation, the chats. What are they calling it? Debates. Yeah, I'm not going to watch those. They're going to be rubbish. Or good. Well, I, I think, on what you think is rubbish or good. Well, I think they're going to be rubbish. We, I, we don't have to sit on the fence as to whether we like the debates or not. I haven't seen the debate yet, so I'm sitting on the fence. They're going to be dull. Then I'll tell you. But um, the election itself, I think, is going to be a corker this year. Do you not? What are you pulling, your, what are you pulling that face for? There's not enough actual fighting. I would like to see them <laughs> wrestle. <gasps> that would be good. We're not even allowed to say who we think it would win in a fight with the BBC. We're so BBC. The bigger one. Do you reckon? Yeah. Mm, Although sometimes a little end's a surpriser. Yeah, I, 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 I reckon the smoky one would... Um... No, <laughs> too specific. <laughs> Although, actually, all three smoke, don't they? Clegg's, oh. Clegg loves a, a growler. So does uh, Cammy, doesn't he? Does Cammy have a growler? I think so. Millie doesn't. Or do, maybe it doesn't matter. Anyway, whatever. Vote or don't vote. It's up to you. I don't care. Either way, I might read some of the manifestos because there was all this stuff p- pumped out about the Greens last week mm-hmm. and I wonder how much of it was true or not. Yeah, and I how think much of it was just fun for the papers. A little bit of fun. Uh, Dave from Bedford's talking about um, injuries in sports lessons. Morning, Dave. 08459 455555 if you want to give us a call. It says, I get hit... I'm, I'm going to read it how he's written it. I get hit on I the head. I get hit on the head by a shoy put... Hey. At school. It wasn't that shy, was it? <laughs> I was in the front row who threw first. I was retrieving oh. my shot when I stood up. It hit the back of my head. It was thrown by a boy the second row. He was supposed to wait. You David. reminded me. Um, Robert Thompson smacked a kid around the head with a, a cricket bat by accident. <laughs> by accident. I can't remember the kid's name, but he was like doing a real... Robert Thompson was a big lad. I think it was a bat. It wasn't... I don't think it was the ball. I think it was the bat. He was a big lad. And he did a... 
and oh, smack the guy around the head. Oh, he had to go to hospital, have stitches. I took a rounders bowl to the head twice. Yeah. <laughs> you liked it so much for the first time, you went back for I, more. I didn't obey the cardinal rule of any sport to keep your eye on the ball. I was yeah. just legging it. And also, it, when you... Please, please, please. When you're playing rounders, when please. you've hit the ball... Please. Please, and you're going for the run, don't take the bat with you. Don't throw the bat. Just drop it on the spot and then run. See, I thought throwing the bat was an extra weapon. No, mate, no, mate. Mark's on the line. Morning, Mark. Morning, Ian. How are you? Morning, um, I really, Hi, really Mark. need a wee, but go on. <laughs> hold on, hold on tight. It's giggly, Mark. Um, I, yeah, I was um, just about, uh, talking about Greenpeace and um, uh, saving the planet. Well, yeah. I remember George Carlin saying that don't worry about the planet. It's been going for billions of years. You know, it's um. Well, yeah, but we want to we want to we want to cling on to the edge of it as long as we can, don't we, Mark? It's, it's us. We're screwed. <laughs> Excuse my French. Oh dear. But, uh, <laughs> but I'm fed up about the um, sports, about getting out of sports. Yeah. Because I used to, I used to hate sports school. I used to have to go through the ritual humiliation every week of being picked last. I've seen you, and you're quite. You're a guy who looks like you kind of um, you pump some iron. Oh, I bet. Can uh, I well, can I speak freely? I bet Mark was a big kid. I was a big kid. Yeah, I, I could. Big, uh, big, I could I tell. Him. Well done. Well done for overcoming it. <laughs> well, I got my revenge later on. You know, going back to um, well, anyway, I used to get picked last, and uh, the trick was to try and get onto the best team in football, say, and then you could be in uh, get put in defence. So the ball was always up the other end. Yeah. Here's the, the thing, pitch, Mark. Right. Serious question. Okay, because I was kind of. Picked middling football towards the end, but never last. Athletics, I was picked anyway, kind of middling. What does it feel like to be the to be the last kid standing to know that no one wants you on their team? Well, there was two of us actually. There was two of us, and we were always last. It was after it became a joke in the end. It was humiliating to start with, and then it was a joke, and then the trick was, as I say, to get onto the best team, and then we could um, practice our monkey sketches at the back of the pitch or try and stand in one place without moving for as long as possible without anyone noticing that we hadn't moved at all. Or, you know, see, I like that, yeah, turning it to your advantage. My job yeah. in hockey was to, one, go for the ankles, and two, get in the way. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I was quite small. I was quite small. But, uh, but I, I'd hate it. But then going back to a school reunion, it was fantastic, because all the school jocks all had four kids and a huge pot belly, and, you know, I, I found the gym, and that was fantastic. Mark, was listen... Always good to have a friend of the show, Mark. He's for got anyone, nine parents. And for anyone who's not seen Mark, he is buff. He is buff. Hey, Bounchick, a wow wow indeed. Steve's on the line. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Ian. I, I'm stunned by your enthusiasm, and I appreciate it. I'm so, I so need a wee. I do. I'm going to go. Why don't you go at eight, Ian? Because I was um, scaring you, making yep. you spill cough. Good. What you got for us, Steve? Um, you don't really need to sit on the fence regarding the election. Um, I know who's going to win. It will be a complete and utter scumbag. Hey! You're not buying any of them, Steve? No, um, they're all a bunch of liars. They say whatever they can to persuade you to vote for them, and then they do whatever they actually wanted in the first place. We all know it. Why don't we do something about it? Is there, is there none of them that you kind of you, you, you believe in their integrity? I mean, uh, a lot of people have said that, that they like Farage because they, they believe him. He's, they, you know, they think he's a genuine, down-to-earth kind of guy. You're not even buying that sincerity. Um, uh, uh, best to a 
bad bunch, maybe. I, I think he does tend to speak the truth more than the others, but I think once he's got any power, he will do what the rest of them do and do exactly what they want. And why? why There's an interesting topic. Why are the taxpayers paying for the food for the MPs and their bar? Why do they pay reduced rates in the House of Commons? Oh, why yeah, they get, sub- they get subsidised bar. It's like a student union in there. Yeah, why? So we've got to keep them oiled and greased up, Steve. Is it because they're not paid enough that we have to subsidise their food and drink? Steve, listen, you can be our official um, um, election uh, um, reporter through the next, was it, 93 days? I bet Scoynes is, um, uh, well, I can't say that. Um, I can say wetting himself. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. I bet Scoynes is wetting himself over the uh, prospect of an election because he is the BBC Three Counties political reporter for the moment. It's his Christmas. I bet he's got an election. I bet he's very... No, but um, but uh, it's it's a tough one because I'm worried I'm going to... Catherine, for the next 92, 93 days, you've got to be on... I'm going to be on... Right, Scoynes is on election watch. I'm on Scoynes watch. You've got to be on Ian watch. Oh, I'm always on Ian watch. I know, and I, we need to talk about that, because that's a little bit discomforting, especially when I'm in the bath. I do. You can just keep, <laughs> ma- keep quiet, stop making innuendos that are probably going to get us in trouble. It's not even an innuendo, that. No, that was it's, it's in your auto. Now, because uh, I'm worried I'm going to say something inappropriate. So I know you're, you're you... going to say something inappropriate. Oh, well, I'm not going to do it deliberately! I know, but you will say it, and then I will dig you out. Everyone should vote for... bit quiet on the calls. I wonder why. Let's have a little recap, shall we, and then they can call us for the last bits of the show. I'm keen to talk about this uh, this graveyard thing. The, the residents in Sandy are upset. Some of them are upset because they've been told to take off their, um, well, knickknacks. I mean, how, from graves, and we spoke to Trixie earlier on, and one of the knickknacks on her mum's grave is um, a plastic windmill. I can see how some people might think that looks a little bit cheap. And, that, what, what, and I don't know the connection between Trixie's mum and windmills in her life. It may be, you know, maybe a significant parallel. Solar lights, that's another thing. Why can't everybody just leave everybody else alone? Hey, because man, yeah, roll another doobie and let's talk about this while listening to some Bob Dylan. Because it is, it is a shared, it is a communal area. But and if everyone exercises their taste, some people ain't got it. And that's the thing, you know, cemeteries are supposed to be... Uh, I, I, I'm surprised that people still get buried these days. I didn't think there was enough room in the ground. I thought that we were, everyone's being encouraged to be cremated. But, um, you know, cemeteries are supposed to be peaceful, respectful places of um, of solitude and thought and uh, communion with the dead. Contemplation. And contemplation, that's the word I was struggling to find. Uh, and if there's a, a solar panel there and uh, a windmill and, you know, some um, care bears... It, it could be argued by some people that looks a little bit naff. That, now, that's because there's nobody in my life, I guess, that digs solar lights, windmills or, or, or care bears. If there's someone in your life that does... 08459 455 555 is the phone number if you want to give us a call. Uh, you can send us a text. We'll have a look at the text in a minute. 81333. Start your text 3CR. Don't go to travel. Oh, flipping heck. We can go to the text now. Well, let, I'm just... Sta- let's stagger the texts... For the last 15 minutes of the show, okay, guys, I'm, I'm riding this wave. There's a phone call. Take the phone, unless it's a dodge pot, in which case ignore the phone. I'm going to go to travel now. Trust me, I know what I'm doing. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the 
the M40 into London, there are severe hour and a half long delays from Junction 5 for Stoke and Church to 3 for the High Wycombe East, and that's because of an accident earlier. There's still two lanes closed on the M40 northbound as well at High Wycombe East, so that's causing queues from Junction 2 for Beaconsfield. In former, former Common Road is closed between Black Park Road and Alderbourne Rut Lane because of ice that's on the road, and the A5 in both directions at Hotcliffe is still partially blocked between Woburn Road and Leighton Road because a lorry's broken down. Looking at the A10 in Chesson, it's looking very busy between uh, the New River Trading Estate and the M25. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. Right, uh, it's 8.46 or thereabouts. It's Monday, the 2nd of February. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Parents planning on sending their children to a girls' academy in Luton are finding out this morning that the school won't be built. Three people have been seriously injured with a, uh, after a car crash at Thornturn in Bedfordshire. And residents of Sandy say they still don't understand the rules about what they're allowed to leave on their relatives' graves. Let's get the weather... Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. A chilly old start to the day with widespread frost and some icy stretches as well, particularly for untreated roads and surfaces. Our temperatures the last hour or so down at minus two, minus three, perhaps even further out towards parts of Buckinghamshire. So very cold. It's not going to rise too much despite the bright start. There's some sunshine today, turning probably hazier as we head through the afternoon. But the maximum temperature, best we can expect, is probably four or five Celsius, um, but unlikely to even reach that. So it is going to be a cold end to the day. Now overnight, a hard frost developing once the sun sets another very cold night minimum down to minus two some cloud sinking south as well bringing with it perhaps some snow showers uh, through the course of the night a widespread frost tomorrow morning some icy stretches more cloud around and wintry showers for tuesday maximum temperature again just five celsius and that's your forecast If you've missed any of the programmes here on BBC Three Counties Radio, you've missed things like this. Well, no, you're from... Uh, you can give, it, give me your opinion for, as someone from the British Parking Association. Is it unfair? Well, there are so many different instances that... OK, here's an instance. Before then, in this part of the programme, I'm going to meet Sam Ackerman. Now, she's from High Wycombe. And at her heaviest, she weighed 21 stone. Yeah, I just, I think I had everyone around me just, just love me enough to, to accept the way I was. But there is a way you can hear it all again. I used to have to put up with the house band who couldn't read my music very well and doing a lot of songs I didn't particularly want to sing anyway. But the question is, Elkie Brooks, do you still do bar mitzvahs? bbc.co.uk slash three counties radio. Now, if you want to stay married or keep your relationship alive, should you avoid Facebook? Allowing you to listen to what you missed bbc.co.uk slash three counties radio call 08459 455 555 bbc three counties radio is it enough to put bits and pieces, trinkets and whatnots on graves? 08459 455 555. We've got some texts. We've got a couple. Um, in Bedford, says Dave of Bedford, so he should know. The children's graves are separate from the adult graves and they're decorated, but it seems OK because they are separate. Sort of a children's section. Gosh, that's... um. That's sad, isn't it? It's really awful. Dear me. Uh, Pat, on the subject of... Uh, Morning, Pat. ...the free days that... Who is... Uh, Paul... Paul was talking about that we should all have a day where we feel well yeah. and we don't fancy going into work and we just say I'm going to claim one of my two free days yeah now. I like that uh, Pat says how would parents feel if their child's teacher decided to have a duvet day well 
Might stop them having sick days. Yeah, and, um, well, maybe maybe teachers would be excluded, but radio presenters would certainly be included in this Not if Justin Dealey wasn't around scheme. and I had to cover. Where, where is Dealey? He's still, is he still taking it to the beach? Still very much on the beach. <laughs> Handle me with care. And I also heard a rumour yesterday that he was dining in the same restaurant as a certain Sir Clifford of Richards. Gosh, con- controversial. Wowzers. What, he was in the same restaurant at the time? Yeah. We're going to hear about that a lot when he comes back. Probably have got his best musical memories for his show, <laughs> I imagine. Cliff, Cliff, uh, just all right, go, all right, but all right, guys, just show all your musical memories. Well, you know, um, my musical memories is uh, being, being wife of Sandy McKean's, you know, local and vocal. Like small speakers and tall speakers. That wasn't about Cliff Richard, was it? <laughs> Do you think Cliff Richard would actually use local and vocal? If, if Daly asked him to, it would. D- Daly would get him to say enough words that he could edit that together. That's true. That was a good Cliff Richard. Mm, it's all right. It wasn't, but Kel's, you do your Cliff Richard. Me. We'll get Shailish to do one in a second. You do your Cliff Richard. I've never, I don't think I've ever heard him speak. Um, well, you know, um, uh, Cliff Richard and, um, um, well, okay. um, you know, well, wife um, Cliff Richard and, um, but then, know, skating in Milton Keynes for the um, Kath, video. Kath, this here's. Now, I'm going to show you a nice little trick in a minute. Go on. <sighs> I don't think I can do it. Have a go. Have a go. Oh, okay. Well, hello, guys. I'm Cliff Richard. <laughs> right. You look like him as well. No, I do a bit. You like Cliff Richard. Uh, you like the love child of Cliff Richard and Hank B. Marvin. Is that not a good thing to say to a woman? <laughs> <laughs> I really might. Okay, so here's a little trick, okay? Because we were talking about impressionists earlier on and how they always do. Well, I wonder what... Uh, uh, what Cliff Richard would say. What Cliff Richard would say uh, uh, if, uh, he, if he was confronted by Tony Blair. It might be something like this. Well, um, you know... Uh, Tony, it's, uh, it's great to see you. And uh, Cliff, it's great to see you too. In a I, very real sense. I, I, I still think the uh, Iraq war was, uh, was, was valid. Well, you know, Tony, uh, I'm wife for sale. Oh, no, you're going a bit Paul McCartney there. Yeah, because Paul McCartney's at the party as well. It's a rock and roll politics party. Starring uh, me, Sir Cliff Richard, uh, me, Tony Blair, and, uh, <laughs> you know, it's Paul McCartney as well. All right, La. Great. <laughs> I'm brilliant. Impress- Shailesh. Yeah, hi. Can you do a Cliff Richard, a Paul McCartney, or a Tony Blair? After listening to all of you, I could do any one of them, but yeah. You're cheeky little so-and-so. saying that we're all rubbish. I've got good minds. Luckily, I don't know where Shailish is, because I've got good minds to go around there and give him a right seeing to. <laughs> what have you called in for, Shailish? Uh, about uh, how time you just gave to Samantha about the Elaine closed. Yes, uh, Sammy Bruff, <laughs> she says, Elaine... Every day she says, the M- that trouble on the M1, Elaine is closed. And I yep. say, well, poor Elaine, what is she, why is she, she's always closed. And Sammy <laughs> didn't get it. And that's a funny joke, isn't it, Shailesh? It, it does seem like that, but I think there are other different funny jokes. He's doing jokes Cliff Richard! <laughs> He's doing Cliff Richard! Listen to him! <laughs> I think he sounds quite Paul McCartney. Oh, my God. Okay. No, I'm, I'm not that good anyway. Oh, my God. Cliff Richard, you see? Hey, all right, La. <laughs> Grace. Can you say, Shailesh? Yeah. Right, we'll get you to say two things, and then we'll see... It was three things, and then we'll see who's the, who you are, OK? First of all, I want you to say, uh, my next song is Living Doll. Uh, my, my, my next song is Living Doll. OK. Now we'd say, my next song is Band on the Run. My next song is Band on the Run. Now we'd say, my next song is The Chilcot Inquiry. Oh, that's got to be Blair. 
my next song is the Tilcott Inquiry. He's all of them! He can do all of them! Shayla, she's the new Alistair McGowan, who was the new Mike Yarwood. Oh, my. Okay. Okay. Anyway, go, please get to the point, Shailesh, because we finish at nine o'clock. Yeah, yeah, I know. I called about the uh, the other presenter who talks about the news, about the travel, and he used to say the A421, yeah. and I keeps on saying the A421 near M25, and I was a little confused because I started driving only recently here in this part of the world, oh. so... I was like, oh, well, where does A421 really go near M25, and it doesn't. Oh. Where have, <laughs> hang on, where have you been driving normally, then? Uh, no, I've been driving. No, I've been taking the train to London before. Okay. I just started driving to work recently. Okay. So. Okay. Where, where, I'm, I'm detecting an accent, Shailesh, and I can't work out the name. She's got a uh, faint I'm, accent. Where are you from originally? Yeah, I'm from India. Okay. Oh, flip it. Did you drive in India? Uh, yeah. No, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> I've been to India. I see how you lot drive. You're rubbish. <laughs> All brilliant. No, well, they just—they don't care. <laughs> they use—they uh, use. You're like you drive like the Greeks. You use the horn instead of the brake. But they get you there faster. Isn't yeah, it? I know. If you're lucky, <laughs> you'll, you'll, you won't have any major accidents. Yeah, I know. Shailesh, it's this only is a very small percentage of them, though, not me. Okay, Shailesh, well, it's good to talk to you. Honestly, India and Pakistan are even worse. Pakistan, we saw a car that had. Um, Driver, a child sat on the driver's lap, two people in the passenger seat, four people in the back, and seven people in the boot! In the boot! Have you ever driven in Italy? No way. The whole family on a Vespa, yeah. I've seen. The yeah. whole family on a Vespa. And also, the way they park, everyone leaves their handbrakes on. Yeah. Off, rather. Yeah, yeah. Because so they just, it. like, bump, Shunt it, yeah. Bump, 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 and they're in. Shunters. The Italians. Who's got it right? Who's got it wrong? You decide. Well, certainly not the Italians, the Greeks, the Pakistanis, or the Indians. That's a fact. And if that's racist, well then uh, I'm a I'm a racist. Don't, because someone's going to clip that now. Yeah. Oh no! Don't. Already been in trouble with that nonsense before. Um. Uh, David. (laughs) Oh no! No, this is a good one. This is about the the um the, the cemeteries from David. Every single adornment. At my mum and dad's cemetery, looks like it was won by throwing darts at big cards at a booth. Yowza. <laughs> and that's the thing, isn't it? You, you, you kind of, you have to have, you have to have a cut-off point where people can't go beyond. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you'll have any old rubbish at a cemetery. And so, it would probably be fairer to say, no trinkets. Because what one person thinks is nice is the other person's arcade win. Here's the thing. Um, if you uh, screaming the word "ow" really does help us deal with pain. Now, I don't know if they, cause scientists have done this. Yeah, let's, I think they've, they've solved cancer and AIDS, haven't they? So we'll focus on this rubbish. Um, but they, I don't know if they've checked because I don't. I don't no. say "ow." The swear works as well. Does the swear work? I've seen you read that the story done before. I've seen that the experiment done before, and the swear is the same sort of release. Being vocal helps people tolerate pain longer, as it's thought to be a distraction. In a study, fifty-six people were asked to put their hands in extremely cold water. Researchers found those who said "ow," so they'd be going "ow, ow, 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 for another two minutes. Ow, 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 ow. Were able to withstand the pain for three and a half minutes longer. One theory is the muscles. Why do you need to do that? Sir? Why do you need to do that? Perverts. Mm. One theory is the muscles involved uttering the word interfere with pain messages. 
Ow. Ow. She just punched me. Yeah, you see? Now punch her again, but don't say anything. Which, that one, that one hurt more, did it? Okay. The researchers said all of the... Uh, oh, here we go. Oh, this is... Oh, flipping heck. This is what we should have done. A minute and a half to go and I've worked it out. Save it for tomorrow. Scientists at the National University of Singapore... You know that different... That. You know that different yeah, animals... Like I know, this is serious. You know that different animals in different languages say different things? Yes. Uh, wow, ca- wow. Yeah, cats in Japanese say uh, nini or something like that. Okay, they say different things, mm-hmm. right? There are different words for owl yeah, in foreign languages. Yeah. So it's not a real owl. In uh, Italian, they say hi-ya. In Spain, Spain, they'd say ay. Right, tomorrow's show is sorted. What, what, uh, what, in your native tongue, dear listener, and we are blessed to have so many uh, different native tongues listening to us, well, that will be native ears. Uh, what do you say um, instead of owl? And what does... Uh, not swears. You know what... You know, OK... Here's the thing, OK, and this, I was, this blew my mind when I found this out, that different animals in different uh, languages say different things, OK? Mm-hmm. And it is, it's an amazing thing. I did it as a phone in years ago. Uh, here's my favourite, favourite one, right? A c- Japanese cockerel. What does a Japanese cockerel say? Instead of... A cocky cock-cock. What? Yeah, I know, a cocky cock-cock. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 clockwise, the entry slip road at the M11 southbound is blocked because of an accident at Junction 27 for the M11. On the M40, there are hour and a half delays between Junction 5 for Soken Church and 3 for High Wycombe East. And there are also long delays northbound from Junction 2 for Beaconsfield to Junction 3 for High Wycombe East, with two lanes closed. In Hotcliffe, on the A5, it's partially blocked in both directions between Woburn Road and Leighton Road because the lorry's broken down. And in the former, a former common road has been closed in both directions between Black Park Road and and Alderbourne Lane because of there's ice on the road there. On the trains, First Capital Connect and Great Northern services have 20-minute delays between Hitchin and Cambridge because of a problem with a level crossing. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Not such a level crossing after all, Sammy Braff. Well, it wasn't it? Okay. I, I feel I'm sorry just for... I'm just trying to land my lunar capsule, I'm sorry. She is off her map. Thank you, Sammy. That's it, that's your lot. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Kelly. I'm not going to thank Justin because he's not here. Back tomorrow at six. Until then, from us, a cocky cock cock. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Ian. It's uh, Tim Wheeler standing in for Jonathan Vernon-Smith this morning. 